to episode 184 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by Sunny Matthew Figuera. Can I just tell you that for, for as long as we've been doing video now, okay, so I obviously do timestamps and stuff. Mm. Um, because I, I put audio descriptions in the YouTube video and I've started doing it in the actual podcast episode, I have to, you know, make notes and then line them up where, with the actual segments in the show. Mm. But because we have an intro on the video, which is like 12, 13 seconds, the time I write down doesn't actually co- correlate with, you know. Oh, the actual, the actual time video. of the content, so, yeah. <laughs> so what I've been doing for months now is I hit, I've got a stopwatch. So I start the stopwatch always just before <laughs> when I think you're going to start introducing the episode. And today is the day you introduce the episode at 13 seconds on my stopwatch. So we Hell yeah, it. <laughs> we did it. So we- the time I write down should actually be what the time is on the video when I edit it together. We made it. <laughs> I had no idea you did that. Like that is a whole pro- new production thing that I didn't know existed. So that's very like interesting. One of, one of those satisfying moments I hit, I, I hit start the stopwatch. And so for those of you who don't know, like we have a, just a bit of a pause. Alessandro composes himself. Mm-hmm, silence mm-hmm. you know for, for audio editing purposes so i hit record and then it's just quiet quiet i'm busy watching like 13 seconds you start so i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> we nailed it finally sometimes I, I get it at like 20 seconds sometimes you like go straight in at five seconds i'm like oh i'll get it i mean most time. of the time i'm just looking at um oh. I, like on on adobe audition here it's got like a a, a running time code um and because uh, i'm probably like got some level of ocd i always have to do it on like a five or a zero you know what i mean seconds oh, well, that, that so i just wait so much then yeah <laughs> i just wait essentially because um, it's like we're gonna we're gonna start and i like, cool let me let me try time this and then i just watch i just watch till there's a five or a zero. sometimes <laughs> the five comes and goes and i'm like oh it just didn't feel right and i wait for that zero you know <laughs> So like, you no, never I started know. the stopwatch like a minute ago. What is he waiting I, for? I, listen, I've got to keep you on your feet. That's the only way we can do this. So, <laughs> well, we can retire now. It's finally the yeah, stars have aligned. We we've peaked. We will never we will never get better than this. Um, Can't believe. This. Strange that it happened on episode one eighty four because like that's such an odd number to quit the podcast on. But it is. I mean, <laughs> that's just what it is. So. It's a good good number to retire just before two hundred. You know, while while people still like us, they're not not sick of us. Hopefully, I don't know. Never know. Yeah, I mean, listen, you don't want to invite that sort of negativity into your life. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you like the podcast, uh, give us a like and a comment. If you if don't, you, if you don't like the podcast, link in your car. We'll know. Don't worry. If you don't like the podcast, pull over, get out your car, and start walking. So. <laughs> Send us so a GPS know. location. We'll so come we pick up your car. Next, Don't worry. Next time I'm on the road, I just see somebody walking along the highway. I'm going, oh, definitely a list. Oh, he didn't like 184. Or oh he didn't like 183, actually, because I know he you know, he comes from Cape Town, so he's taken a while to walk here. Oh, my God. He's catching up here. He's <laughs> coming literally walking here to give us a slap and be like, I'm done. Wow. Done with your bullshit. I will say that Monday's a public holiday again. So if you're listening today on a public holiday, enjoy your day off. Enjoy if it. If you're yeah. listening on a Tuesday and you're back at work and sad, I'm sorry. Enjoy fake weekend. Monday. 
Yeah, at least it's yeah. a short week again. It's um, the last short week for a very long time, though. We but it's we not. burned through our public holidays. <laughs> what do you mean it's, it's not? not? Because I took the following Thursday and Friday. Okay, off. <laughs> well, okay, it's a short week for normal people who uh, didn't take leave. You know, amazing. why didn't you? So if you had leave, why didn't you take it now? We we just never did because there's other people at the office who took leave and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We mm-hmm. so we go we go to Cape Town uh next week and we thought, oh we had in Cape Town, let's have another long weekend. Um yeah. So on on that though, I don't know what's happening with next week's episode or the following week's episode. I guess we'll <laughs> we'll see or we'll talk about it and keep everyone posted on socials. But yeah, I am not here next weekend. So Yeah, and the weekend and the after? weekend i only get back the following weekend on the sunday yeah. so yeah i don't know what you're gonna yeah. do because i am i for some reason i was like we can't record next weekend either and i can't record. You can't. i know I, I think i think you told me you're like i'm away and i'm like that's fine we can skip a week you're like no <laughs> i'm away for two weeks the following so. week as well i mean yeah. you could do a solo podcast if you really wanted to yeah just put hi. my cats on be like hi, hi sandy number one <laughs> oh, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh my goodness. That, if, them, if people hadn't gotten up their cars yet because they hated the podcast, that would if certainly pe- mass exodus. If people were walking, they're now sprinting. Yeah, they're just like, get me away from this I, nonsense. I don't know where they're going, but they're going somewhere fast. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to follow them. No. Hey, my yeah. goodness. So it's been a, it's been a weird, it, it was like such a chilled week at work because, you know, like I said, uh, yeah, everyone a lot of people leave took leave. Or... Yeah, um, some people did the big brain play and took leave from like last week Friday. So for four days oh leave, they got like what ten days off. A lot, yeah, yeah, big brain, basically big brain. a lot. Uh, it's not the last ho- public holidays we get though. I know it's usually June one is the June, next one, yeah, and then August and September. But this is the last period. It's like yeah, just. Back it's been. I, I mean, it's been like four or five weeks in a row of four day weeks. It's. Mm. I don't. It's always the April is the big like test to see if companies can function in a four day week, and I think everyone yeah. can. So we should just convert to it. Just, just stick with it. I yeah, mean, I can do it for a whole month. I can do it for two months, three months, a year. Exactly. A decade. If your revenue then- <laughs> didn't drop in April, then clearly you can convert to a four day week. And then like in another century or two, we have another evolution of the workplace. We, we go to the three-day work week. Mm-hmm. We won't be mm-hmm. alive to witness that, sadly, but I, I look forward to our, our ancestors going, yeah. It'll be great. It'll be great. Five-day <laughs> weekends, three-day, oh, sorry, four-day weekends, three-day work sure. weeks. Are you, are you not wrong. Maybe maybe in the future they've got eight-day weeks. You never know. I mean, time is a man-made Calend- construct. So are exactly. months and days. So calendar changes. All of a sudden, it's you know? a five five day weekend and three day work week. Depending We're on what religion judge. you 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 fall <laughs> under, you might be on a completely different calendar already. You know exactly. Yeah. yeah what does your so, work week look like? Tell us exactly. Exactly. Get get back in the car and let us know in the comments <laughs> below. <laughs> and then get back out your car very quickly because the bullshit hasn't okay. stopped. So oh, stop. Start sprinting again. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just send us a voice note and then throw your phone off the bridge that you you stopped your car on and then start walking again. Wow. I, I'd love to witness this. <laughs> It'd be An great. Yeah. Max ex- mass just wa- exodus just watch it from the side of the road. Be like, throwing, what the fuck is throwing happening? Throwing their phones right over, over the side of the highway or a bridge. I hate this podcast. Ah! <laughs> and just like, yeah. 
It's sure. We will not I be mean, held responsible for for any broken phones, um, especially mm. ones thrown off a building. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just letting no you thanks. know. Just putting letting you know. Putting yeah. that energy out there. But otherwise, <sighs> uh, this checkpoint chat will talk about video games. Sometimes. Um, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, I think both of us are getting to a bunch of games that are... Oh, okay. Well, there's one that's like relatively new, but I think most of our time has been spent getting into like backlog stuff. I've um, mm. I've started chewing into Elden Ring, but I'm not really going to talk about that now because otherwise I'm just going to <laughs> why, why reiterate what Matthew said like two, two months ago. So yeah, Elden Ring, uh, to, you listen, to me, it started off a bit slow. I was like, the first few hours, I was like, where is the like, oh my God, exploration goodness that I was promised. And... I'm still feeling like I'm going to get there. Like I'm still playing it and being like, yeah, this is a from game. I'm I'm not seeing like anything super special yet, but I am having a good time. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I, I mean, think, I'm so early in the game. So like, I think, uh, what, like we said before we started recording, when you do the first like proper dungeon, mm-hmm. um, Stormvale castle, then you go, ah, here's, here's the, the, the dark souls and the bloodborne. I know and love with all mm. these, damn hidden corridors and just things to shortcuts see and, and stuff yeah yeah love that mm. i mean i'm only nine hours so it's nothing it's like <laughs> but, literally but, scratching but the even, surface even that yeah the fact that it's time only nine hours in it's like nine hours is a lot of time i, I mean to- the nine hours have flown by if that's any indication mm. so like the fact that it's nine hours. I mean, I've played games for review where I've played like four hours and been like, good God, can this please just end? Like, <laughs> I'm so done. And, you know, the nine hours for Elden Ring have flown by. So that's a good indicator to mm. me. Like, I'm having a great time. Um, um, I'm about 86 hours in and I'm getting toward the end of, ow, sorry, Lupin's on my lap attacking me. For some <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like 86 hours getting to the end of my first playthrough and, Getting that so, sad feeling like, oh. <laughs> so this is what confused me. You were talking about second and third characters. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you haven't finished your first one. No, so this is a, just a me thing where my first playthrough, like I'm exclusively streaming it. I only play it on stream, whatever. Oh, I see. This is a problem with Elden Ring where it's so addictive and I want to play more. It's backlog season. So I'm like, yeah, I can start a second character in the interim. Okay, like, I see. I mean, it's not like I'm going to overtake my first character, which is 80-something hours ahead of me. <laughs> you so, never know, man. You never yeah. know. Yeah. So the game's good. I'm playing a completely different build, and it's it's just fun. Played some co-op last night for a good few hours, and yeah, game. Even I mean, game even though just, I haven't finished, I'm kind of excited to do that because I can see the, mm-hmm. um, the possibilities for some cool builds. Um, mm. I, I'm yeah, still just, rocking some real standard ass starting gear, starting armor, starting everything because I want to be as nimble as possible. Like, you'll rock that because you, you started with a warrior, right? So mm-hmm. you'll have that same armor for a very long time. There's, I think it was only many hours in. I was like, oh, here's an actual, you know, like dexterity set that works. Yeah, because all the others, so, they offer protection, but the weight is just it's like... It's too heavy, yeah. yeah. It's too heavy. And then not only that, like... Uh, I mean, those dual scimitars you're using, I, those are still my primary weapons. It's a thing of like, I don't know, I'm so used to them that when I try to play with another weapon, I'm like, this is cool, it's fun, but 
it's not my my bleed build, which just does so much damage. Mm, so mm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for you to like really sink your teeth into it. I mean, not that you haven't, but like I think when you you do the first main boss and you go past that point, then you start to realize like, yeah, this is definitely still like a from game just with an open world uh, formula to it. So yeah, 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 that's good, good fun. Uh, but outside of that, um, yesterday I uh, I got curd for Nintendo Switch Sports which is the Switch's uh, Nintendo uh, Wii Sports equivalent, I assume. Which I don't think, I guess you can call it an equivalent because Wii Sports was a pack-in with the Wii and was like part of why that console was such a success. There were a lot of people that literally just bought the Wii and just played Wii Sports and then maybe picked up Wii Fit when that came out. Like (laughs) that was the literal only reason they wanted that game. Um, You know, especially like older parents and stuff or people that weren't really playing a lot of video games at the time that is the only reason they wanted the uh, the, the wii just the it wii is, at the time yeah it is also a funny time where it's like uh if you if you're gaming you're sitting still and you're not mm. active but mm. now with wii sports you're getting a workout you're mobile yeah <laughs> yeah and it's all it's like motion <laughs> controls are cool for once you know um, yeah. a lot of it, a lot of it feels natural and it works um yeah so yeah i mean nintendo switch sports kind of builds on that um it uses the joy cons so obviously it's using the gyro in there and then the motion tracking which feels pretty good as long as you don't have your nintendo switch behind your tv with where it can be a bit like iffy um you know the wii got around that by having that sensor bar so it didn't matter where the console was um yeah, as long as you had the sensor bar right up front. Which it, it, yeah, be. yeah. But I mean, that sensor bar was infrared and had its own issues. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Uh, so right now, it's so. Firstly, it's a. It's not a full price game. I think it's a forty dollar thing. It's like eight hundred or nine hundred rand locally, mm-hmm. and that should really set the tone. It should inform you of what kind of game this is because. Based on my limited experience, it seems that there is limited content, especially if you don't have people uh, to play with. Um, the online is now active, so you can play online. But I think oh, this is that's mostly... Cool. That, that never existed in Wii Sports. In the Wii Sports, yeah. Think, no, so there yeah. is online. I think it had to have, like... Yeah. You know, it's almost like when Mario Party launched just before the pandemic started and had, that had no online, and then suddenly everyone couldn't leave their house... And Mario Party could only be played locally, and it was like uh, With AR, this is a problem. Yawn. Yeah. So they have, I mean, they have local play, they have online play, and they only have six sports currently. So it is um, bowling, tennis, badminton, which is like tennis, <laughs> um, chum- chambara, which replaces boxing. Chambara is like you on a platform above water and you've got these little foam bats and you've got to like aim your strikes vertically, horizontally or diagonally and hit people. And the more you hit the person, the more backwards they go and you've got to hit them into the water. So you're telling me that Switch Sports has Gladiator built in? Essentially. Essentially. It sounds like Gladiator, yeah. Do you play against, uh, what is it, do you think? The Giant. Grand, the Giants. Oh my God, remember all these names. Sahara. <laughs> Let, okay, sidebar here. I have to sidebar because I can't <laughs> believe we somehow got into the topic of the gladiators. But last weekend was was my birthday, right? Yeah. So my sister put up a Instagram story, uh, you know, um, just congratulating me on the birthday, whatever, with a bunch of photos from when we were young. 
And yeah. one of the photos was we when we were kids, we were obsessed with Gladiator. Like, <laughs> loved that fucking show. It was great. That was a um, good and, show. And we went to an event once. So we, I think we went to watch one of the live tapings here in Joburg once. Uh, yeah. And then there was an event somewhere where they had set up like an obstacle course for kids to do like in the style of Gladiator and whatever. And they had a bunch of the uh, the celebrities there, you know, the, the actual people. And one of them was the giant, that huge fucking ripped as hell blonde dude, right? So we have a photo where I'm I'm like standing <laughs> next to him and he's like picked up my sister and is holding her on his shoulder. Oh my gosh. So that was one of the photos she put up on the yeah. collage. <laughs> And so my sister's got a ton of followers on Instagram, like 35,000 yeah. followers. Like it's She's stupid. a proper like fit, yeah, fitness influencer. So right? there's a lot of people that are unaware of who this person is. Like even South Africans who didn't really grow up in that era have no idea mm. what, who this person is. So the number of messages she was getting that day asking, being like, wow, your dad is so fit. And it's like, <laughs> that's not our dad. <laughs> they're like wow now we know why you've pursued this career yeah exactly because she's Your so into fitness and stuff and, she, and, and yeah it's exactly that like oh I see where you get it now and she's just like oh my god and it's funny because that is it's literally the photo of this guy called the giant and my dad is like one of the shortest people I know and it's uh, it made us laugh we were at lunch that and she's just so like funny. I keep getting these messages <laughs> congratulating my brother and telling me how oh cool my, my dad God. looks. And it was so funny. That is amazing. So she eventually had to put on a story being like, that's not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop DMing me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's so many people DMing like, wow, your oh. dad really set the bar high. You guys God. have so much to live up to. It's so, it was so <laughs> funny. It was so funny. Oh my God. Um, but Amazing. yes, Chambara. So, um, <laughs> and Gladiator. Yes, cool. Chambara, pretty pretty fun. Uh, the other, uh, so that's four, right? The other two, one of them is football. Um, what? So soccer. Yeah. How? Which you can. So that one's weird because you you use the. Okay, wait. I'll I'll explain all of them when I when I get to them. Oh, what's the last one now? Now I forgot. Volleyball. That's it. Volleyball. Volleyball. Okay, so. Let's get through the the easier ones first. Bowling is exactly how you think it works. It mm. works exactly the same as um, we sports did. Uh, you use the analog stick to position your character. You use buttons to slightly rotate them, and then mm. you hold the button and you do the bowling motion. What feels mm. weird is that the ball moves very slowly. So I have no idea if I'm like not flicking my fucking Joy-Con fast enough. Like, <laughs> do I need to flick the Joy-Con to the point where I nearly throw it at my TV? Like. I don't know. Are you are you putting on the wrist straps? No, like- <laughs> <laughs> the game cannot tell me what to do. I'll play the game. I'll play it as I want. If I come here next week and I'm like my Joy-Con broke my OLED, then you know what happened. Like, <laughs> my goodness. Um. So yeah, I, there's also this cool mode in bowling where you can play standard bowling and then you can play obstacle bowling. So they put up little like barriers in the the lane. So you have to like curve your ball around these barriers oh and get goodness. to the pins and stuff like that. There's like sometimes they put ramps on there. It's pretty oh, interesting. It's pretty fun. And when you're playing with other people locally, um, you all do your your turns simultaneously or you can do them uh, at the same time. So you don't have to be like, here's the controller to the next person, they ball, here's next, you know, and then take mm. three hours to play one game of bowling. <laughs> Everyone has a controller. Everyone can do that. Just their, like real life. Exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm, we actually played real bowling. Sean and I mm. went the other day and it was a lot of fun, but it was only two of us. But I remember when yeah. you go there with six people, 
by the time you Takes get to forever. your new turn, you're like, oh, are we still playing this? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were done here. Like, so that's a nice change. Uh, tennis is also pretty much the same. Your character moves um, automatically towards the ball and you're just mm. responsible for timing your swings. Um, real fun. I really like the tennis. Mm. Uh, Chambara, uh, like I said, is a replacement for boxing and it's a bit more nuanced than boxing ever was. So you basically have three... Uh, you've got to hold your your little bat, I guess, vertically, horizontally, or diagonally. And mm. then, so if I'm holding it, if I'm holding the block button and holding it vertically, then I will block horizontal attacks, and yeah. vice versa for horizontal. And then diagonal is just diagonal. Um, okay. So that's fun. Uh, badminton, I haven't played, but I assume it's the same as tennis. I think it's also mm. probably just a little bit faster. Uh, yeah. Football is weird. I so football, you use the analog stick to actually move your player around the field. Then you hold a button and swing your arm to kick the ball, which... <laughs> Just like okay. your laugh. Yeah, it's like, it feels very strange and unnatural. And then there's like a mini game attached to it where you use the leg strap from the um, ring fit. Yeah, uh, and it's basically like a penalty shootout. They all sort of they're like the ball gets crossed into the the box, and you use your leg to kick it into the goal, and that's it. Amazing. And apparently, Just it's going it's going to be patched eventually to allow you to use the the leg strap to actually just do the kicking in the normal football game. But I think that's going to be fucking <laughs> chaos. Weird. So yeah, like going to be people in one living room kicking the shit out of each other's shins. <laughs> like it's yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to oh have the ball goodness. and I'm just going to like run and slide in You're two feet slide up, tackle. get a red card. Yeah, it's going to be great. Games are too real. Wow. And then uh, volleyball is beach volleyball. So uh, this mm. one's a bit strange to play because it requires, unlike tennis and badminton where you only have to focus on your swings, um, mm. volleyball, you also move independently, but you have to do the right motions for the right, you know, like spike set mm. uh uh you know all the all the volleyball motions if you're unfamiliar just i'm not explaining all those three things those are weird <laughs> just to hitting the ball with your hands yeah yeah <laughs> hitting the it depends how you hit the ball um yeah so yeah those are the three uh, the, the six sports um they are adding more later on i know golf is one of the ones that they are definitely oh, is adding it, is it more than just golf coming as far as i know yes Okay, that's pretty cool. I then. don't know if I don't even know. I think golf is free. I wonder if they'll add paid stuff later, uh, or just put it mm. on like the Switch expansion pass, whatever tier. Probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's fun. I think you know I've only played it for an evening, and I played it solo uh, because Shani mm. was sleepy and did not want to play. Um, she wants you like slot tackling or anything. It was so. like it was like eleven at night. I was like, "Do you want to play <laughs> Nintendo Switch Tennis?" She's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like climbs into bed. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, the cats really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed watching me in the living room moving around and stuff on the screen Amazing. moving. Uh, very fun. So ten out of ten for cat entertainment. Uh, but yeah, so far it feels worthy of the reduced price, and I and I think even then you'd want to play this with other people. So I need to try yeah. it online and see how that goes because I think that yeah, could be fun. Yeah. I think that would be a lot more fun than playing against the AI. So Yeah. 
Because, I mean, most of, um, like I, I think I've said this many times, but most of my hours in Wii Sports was just my brother and I playing tennis against each other or with each other. Exactly, um, yeah. Because then then it was like, it was funny because it was very competitive because we, mm. we played it so much that we figured out how to spin the ball and do all these like technical shots, which... You know what? Give give the Wii some credit. That is amazing that you have an infrared controller. Yeah, and <laughs> it can pick up those nuanced motions. Pick up yeah. those nuances. So I wonder, like, have they literally just kept that basic formula or yeah. added to it in any way with Switch Sports? I don't know. So I mean, when I was playing tennis, I it didn't. There was no tutorial for like spin shots or whatever. I was just seeing that the better I time I shot, the more to the edges of the the court it was getting. And then that was forcing like blunders from the AI. Like they would yeah. get to a ball late and then I could like volley it really hard back at mm. them. Um, so yeah, I need to play against another human that's not like dense as bricks um, like the AI. <laughs> I say this, but the AI fucking destroyed me in Shambara. But I think that was mostly because like the tracking again, because my Switch is behind my TV. It was just not like, yeah, whatever. I was not your, fast enough. Your dad, so. your dad, the giant is like, you have failed the family yeah. name. <laughs> this is why I left you. I went out for a pack of smokes when you were five. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness um, childhood trauma just comes back like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hate this game <laughs> uh, but yeah it's fun so far it's got a very charming like presentation um there seems to be a lot of like uh cosmetic unlocks because like the character creator is very limited and there's lots of things that are like you can unlock this stuff, so I'm not sure how that works. Um, mm. You can also use a me character, but those are freaky and I don't like them, so I'm <laughs> refusing to to <laughs> indulge Nintendo in that. Um, but yeah, so far it's fun. I, I think I think it'll be really cool. Like I said, with with a lot of people, and especially people who don't play games, you know, regularly. Mm. Um, yeah, because I feel like people who play games regularly can, like you said, you start gaming the not gaming the system, but you figure out the nuances because your brain mm. is wired like that. Like exactly, I yeah. remember when I played Wii Sports, I figured out that in the baseball, instead of pitching, if you just like wiggled the controller really quickly. Mm. Yes. It was just like an immediate like fastball, like a ridiculous <laughs> fastball that you could not oh. do anything about. So, so. so that's also missing. I forgot about that. Baseball. Yeah, there's no baseball. Yeah. So I wonder if they'll add that as well. You know what they should add instead of baseball? Just cricket. Just a test match. <laughs> uh, Nintendo Switch Sport test match. Oh my goodness. You have to stand there for five days. Um <laughs> Sure. just batting yeah it's listen it's really weird that they omitted golf and baseball and then added soccer of all things yeah like, that, i that love soccer like, but that's a weird like yeah it's it's just like out of all the sports like soccer you play with your feet it yeah just... it's a strange one i i feel like they're like oh we need to use this fucking leg strap and then they were like oh god it's not going to be ready for launch <laughs> the like the full thing so let's put this penalty kick thing in you know before well, the... i don't know isn't the World Cup happening this year? It is at or the is, end of the year, yeah. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, we've got to get into that World Cup, you know, get get the soccer foundation and then when the World Cup happens... We Give me a Ronaldo in, skin in, uh, in Switch Sports <laughs> and I'm there. Uh, somebody's probably made a, a Ronaldo Oh, meme, absolutely. Like, for sure. Some, someone has definitely put Ronaldo in there or a meme in there. Just like <laughs> him doing a bicycle kick in Switch Sports or something. <laughs> like how? It's not even possible. Even the developers are like, what, what the what shit? What the fuck? <laughs> how how did they in? manage this? Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, that is Nintendo Switch. I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll chat about it more next week when I've got mm. more time. you played more, yeah. It, yeah. 
Uh, and then quickly, also something I um, I played yesterday for the first time, but it's a game that's I think like two or so years old. Uh, it's called it's Deep been Rock out Galactic. For a while, yeah. yeah, Deep Rock Galactic. It's um, huh. So the best way I can describe it is like it's Left 4 Dead mixed with like the mining element of a No Man's Sky. And I say No Man's Sky because the maps you're in are all voxel based. So like your pickaxe or in my case, uh, my engineer class had these like hand drills. Like you just dig through <laughs> pixels and they disappear. Hand drills. Yeah, literally just like these hand mounted fucking drills. They were really sure. fun. Um, and the whole premise is you've got a bunch of different like mission types and you launch into these missions and you've kind of got to complete the objectives, whether it is mine X amounts of certain element or mm. uh, steal X amounts of alien eggs. Or yesterday there was a cool one where there was like a little refinery in the middle of the map and we had to build these pipes to these three points in the map and then defend it while it was mining minerals. It was really fun. Mm. Um, That's cool. So it's like that mixed with the wave-based shooting of like a left for dead where you know periodically you'll get told mm. over the radio like oh there's a wave of like aliens coming at you like mm. little bugs they call them bugs um and also when you like escaping you've got to protect like your escape pod before it arrives um and and get uh. out to extract with all your minerals and stuff and then there's like the satisfying loop with like all the stuff that you gathered on the mission upgrades your character upgrades your yeah. your overall level gives Ooh, you resources to upgrade nice. your guns go on another mission type of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's just like, that's just a good loop. Like, it's a great loop. It's like, like a blueprint for, yeah, it's just, it's And, and, and what's like nice that. about the game is so like, I think it's got a really good balance to it so far. Like I always feel like I'm being rewarded. Um, mm. I think it's fairly easy right now, but I think we're still like on quote unquote tutorial like missions. You know, they are introducing yeah. all the different game modes to us. Um, but it's really... It feels really good to play, really juicy. It's got some absolutely ridiculous like elements that I just love. So essentially you uh you you have four classes available to you, but each of you play as a space dwarf. So they speak yeah. really, really funnily. Uh they're just really entertaining to to hear vocalize their, you know, their stuff. They like you have this mm. robot that comes with you on missions called uh, like a mule. That's where you deposit all your minerals. <laughs> but they call it Molly, and they just fucking disparage this poor little robot. <laughs> They're always shouting at it. They always it's oh really funny. Um, and then in your little escape pod, there's uh, hanging fuzzy dice that you can just slap while nice. you're waiting to extract, which is real fun. <laughs> you can just sit there and spam E, and your character's just like slapping fuzzy <laughs> dice. It's really funny. And then before before uh, missions, there's a bar in like the little hub area and you can drink beer that gives you, I, I think it gives you like passive buffs for the next mission. Uh, that um, makes sense. Yeah. Just like real life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so there's lots of little like touches that give it a lot of um, personality. You know, it's mm. not just like go to this menu, select mission, go on mission. There's like a space that feels lived in that you can go around and like actually do stuff in. You've got to like walk to each uh, computer terminal to access your upgrades and whatever. So you're not just like cycling through menus. It it feels like a space that your characters inhabit. Um, mm. And it's really fun so far. It looks really good. It's got a very nice like voxely art style. I, I think that's really appealing. Um it's also 80 bucks on Steam. So I was like, uh, yeah, well, I'll just buy uh, that. I'll, 
I was, I was saying to you before the recording, it is actually um, free on PS Plus at a stage mm. as well. So I think that's I think, when um, uh, Craig, friend of the show, yeah, Craig, actually got into it. I remember yeah, him I and Sage getting him into it. Him and Sage yeah. played a lot of it, yeah. Mm. I definitely think it's a game like, so I played only with one other person. So we only had, mm. you know, two of the classes at a time in a mission. And I really, you know, I think it benefits from having a full four. More, yeah, uh, more people. Yeah, because there's some abilities like, my engineer class had the little drill hands, which allowed us to get through areas really quickly. One of the assault classes has a grappling hook, which was super useful. Ooh, that's nice. Another one had a grenade that's like slowed enemies down. So like, I think when you synergize with all of that, um, mm. you'll, you'll have a really, really great time. So yeah, I'm trying to get other people to now play. There's also, there's a server browser. So I've seen there's local servers, uh, locally hosted servers. Oh, wow. So you can that's play cool. with people locally as well. Uh, it's just a real fun time. I think there's lots mm. of DLC for it on Steam, but as far as I can tell, all the DLC is just cosmetic. Um, okay. All the actual game stuff is in there, and then there's like seasons inside the game, you know, to unlock more cosmetic stuff and more upgrades. Uh, and, that's cool. Yeah, so they've been supporting the game a lot for the past two years as far as I can mm. tell. So, yeah, real fun game. I would recommend it. It's on sale on Steam. Uh, it's like fifty percent off right now on Steam at eighty bucks, but even at full price at one hundred and sixty, right, like one hundred and sixty is like nothing. Yeah. The session alone I, wonder, I had yesterday was worth that one hundred and sixty. So yeah, yeah. I wonder if I mean it probably doesn't, but a game like this would be would benefit from crossplay as well. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure if it has crossplay, but I think it would definitely benefit because okay. I mean on on computer, yeah, I'm playing on PC. It has controller support. So I don't think it's one that requires like, oh, mm. you know, you're playing with mouse, you're playing with controller, whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, well, that would be on cool. On that, can, can we just take a moment to appreciate that crossplay is like a common thing now Thank for the most part? the loud. And like, wasn't that long ago? It wasn't. Like two, three years ago. It's like I remember when Fortnite just accidentally thing. turned it on and they were like, whoops. And then Sony was like, <laughs> how dare you? And uh, yeah, now it's Oops, just my hand yeah. slipped. <laughs> exactly. The Epic was like, "Ooh, look at that! We've had this functionality, but Sony doesn't want it on, or Xbox doesn't, doesn't want, want it on, or whatever." Yeah, now now it's just a given. I mean, even Borderlands Three is finally getting crossplay. Um, really? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I mean, they now they they wanted to add that since launch, and then Tiny Tina's Wonderlands launched with it, and people were like, "What the fuck?" Um, and now it's finally coming to Borderlands Three. I remember Jeff was actually like really annoyed that that wasn't there mm. at launch. So give Elden Ring crossplay, crossplay, please. Mm. See, yes and no. I don't want to be opened up to the <laughs> bullshittery that is the PC community oh, P- on PC Elden. Mode. Okay, well, let, let us crossplay with the Xbox people. Like, I'd yeah. love to. Yeah, to that's that's with, a like, bummer. I actually have a friend at work who, different who wants to play PvP, but he's on PS5 yeah. and I'm playing on Xbox. So it's exactly. like, wow. Well, yeah, yeah, you and I can never Mm-mm. be tarnished together. I, in the I actually just realized, like, I mean, the, the only reason I... The only reason I started on Xbox was because it had VR, VRR support. And I was like, I want the smoothest thing. And now it's available on PS5. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should have started there because then I can get a platinum. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you're, you're only 10 hours in. It's, you could always just restart and you can blitz through. <laughs> you know what? I I could. It's, it's tempting, could. Matthew. It is tempting. I will not lie. Because mm. um, <laughs> I've no, seen no a lot pressure. more people. I think the, the, 
completion rate for the the platinum is something like eight or nine percent. It's like really high. It's actually surprisingly high. Yeah, yeah. it's so like I've, I haven't looked way at higher the, than the other games. Yeah, I haven't looked at the trophy list, but it seems way more doable. Yeah, um, for a I've, number of reasons. That's, that's the uh, that's the impression I'm getting because I mean. Some of the others were like, you have to play this game like, well, I mean, Bloodborne, you'd know. You had to do all the times, Chalice yeah. Dungeons. Yeah, and you had to play three oh, times. Yeah. So. Chalice Dungeons were... But but I've seen a lot of people yeah. like getting a Platinum just with one playthrough. Like, obviously having to go and do stuff on the side, but not having to do a whole new game plus run. You know what I mean? So that's kind I think, of cool. I think those people, I could be wrong, but I think there is cloud save shenanigans there where... Oh, uh, is it? Because I'm sure there are, there are trophies tied to endings and it's a thing of you cloud save, do an ending, go back, do something different, get a different ending. Like, I don't know how many endings you need, but I think the game has six. I don't think you need all six of them though. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. The like, no one's yeah. going to do that. No. Um, but yeah, sorry for that sidebar. So deep, deep rock galactic. Good time. Real fun. Yeah, good time. Would mm. recommend. Um, yeah, if you are playing it on PC, hit me up. H H M U. Yeah, HMU. Um, so up, from you know? from my side, quickly. I'm not going to go mm. too long, but I actually just forgot. I'd you've tell been, you this before you've the been show. playing a game that I actually have owned for a very long time and have hardly I'll, touched. Now I'll get to that because oh. I just remembered that. I actually beat Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Oh. Um, okay, so okay. I want to know, does that game go places at the end? Because that's what everyone that, says. That that game goes places at the oh, end. Oh, hell like yeah. It really does. I'm but down. I mean, for, for obviously for spoiler purposes, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but all I'll say is that Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a Switch game that people must not overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's not a Mario or Zelda. Like... Kirby, I think we've we've probably discussed this at length already, but Kirby comes across as like a B-tier Nintendo character, you know, on the level of a Yoshi or those who aren't Mario or Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it's, it's the, the Kirby, it's the character that Miyamoto lets out of the under, you know, the below stairs closet every now and then to give it food. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, Kirby: The Forgotten Land is just a really, really well-made game. Um, so funny enough, like I did not realize until maybe a week or two uh, after it launched that it's the first 3D Kirby game. I just assumed that 3D Kirby Wait, games had up. existed. What? Really? Yeah. Apparently, like, can I let me let me just double check in case I'm making. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of <laughs> 3D. So the ones the I've played recently were like the the Kirby. There was there was one on 3DS called Planet Ro- Roboto, which was real fun. Yeah, then there was that All Stars one, which is two D. But the old, the old, yeah, two D. Yeah, Kirby Epic Yarn so, was two D. Yeah, so here's an oh, article. Wow. Kirby You're the right. Forgotten Land is the first three D Kirby game, and it's Heck. interesting because well, I guess three D in gameplay because like some of them had three D graphics. Still, oh yeah, yeah. So 2D actual, plane, yeah, yeah. But it's actually interesting because having played this game, it makes you wonder why did they take so long to do a three D Kirby? I mean, Mario went three D way back with Mario 64 and it's mm, been a mm. you know they alternate between 2D but 3D is a very common Mario you know to be fair formula. I think I think so, Mario and Zelda are the exceptions like if you think about the Yoshi games it's kind of the same mm, like the Yoshi ones are all yeah, 2D yeah they all yeah. 2D but Kirby I mean just having played this game um, I mean for those of you who don't know Kirby is Nintendo's iconic little pink character literally a, a little pink ball Mm-hmm. Um, murderous who, who eats yeah murderous ball he eats a lot of things but I think Kirby's signature thing is that he eats enemies 
<laughs> and gets their ability. Sure. If you um, want to, uh, <laughs> you know, characterize and contextualize his murder, then sure. If you want to excuse it. Yeah, he just wants their abilities, man. But in a, the fact that this game is a 3D setting means that the boss fights feel like, uh, I know it's not quite the same thing, but it almost feels like, um, you know, Elden Ring-esque. You know, there's a health bar in a 3D arena and, you know, towards the end of the game, some of those bosses are actually quite challenging. Like I died a couple of times. Mm. Um, that yeah, is quite, the, the quite new for a Kirby game because they're usually very breezy and pushover. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, like you, you, there are two modes. You can put it on like easy mode or standard mode. Okay, that's mode. cool. Okay. Um, but uh, even on normal mode, the, the end game bosses, like, phew, like I actually have to dodge and think about, <laughs> think about so what So what I'm are you doing. telling me is that they healed every time they hit you? That every damn time, um, but yeah, no, just I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. But Kirby in the Forgotten Land is like, don't don't sleep on it. It's it's a really really really. How good long Switch did game. it take you to finish? You reckon? Like, so, did you have a timer? <laughs> so I rolled I rolled credits, and I'd say about like eight to ten hours. Okay, that's not bad at all. But yeah. then then it does the thing of like you've rolled credits, but there's other worlds to explore, so. Um, it, there's like an additional three to five hours, I guess, depending on. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that's much less than a Mario on, Odyssey. So. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, remember, this is the thing of, I could go back and do previous levels where I've maybe missed some objectives. Um, which they all of them waddle these. Yeah, so there's a few levels where like I missed one or two. I could always go back and poke around. Um, but I I think it's a it's a nice length, not too long, not too short. Um, and I had a a really good time it's just it's one of those games where it's got the nintendo charm where it feels mm-hmm. like the devs just put so much love into mm-hmm. this game and you can feel it you can see it um what were yeah. your favorite mouthful mode oh the father oh mouthful mode well yeah oh, God. well firstly mouthful mode and then your favorite abilities because those are separate so, yeah i suppose the the one i spoke about last week that just made me laugh is that you can become a vending machine oh yeah i've cool. seen that that looks fun shoot shoot soda at people um which kobe would kobe would shoot soda the, at me the yeah. the car segments are very short but they're actually quite fun as well we just become the you know nice big car uh, but i think the the best copy mode for me is hands down the fire mode where mm. you breathe fire eventually if you breathe enough fire on a boss they they catch a lot and it, it oh. does tick damage <laughs> damn so you proc this fire game, damage this, this game, is this is real from software deep, shit yeah damn exactly it's super deep yeah um which are really really fun game and i enjoyed the heck out of it so what what's yeah. in the real world world would you love kobe to do a mouthful mode of mm. i want kobe I, I to know. mouthful mode a formula one car just I mean, like that'd see, be fun. see Kirby go toe to toe with like Hamilton on a circuit. <laughs> that would be fucking great. Just this, it's not even just a pink car. It's like a, you could probably see like the front of the car. I like call it the, the, what is it? The bumper or the wing or whatever. Yeah, the wing, the front just, wing. And then just the rest is Kirby. <laughs> and, then, and, and then I want like, I want Kirby to do the whole mouthful thing as there's a driver in the car. So as Kirby's driving, you just see the drive in the cockpit, like trying to get out with his hand. He's like, <laughs> you know, like that would be fucking great. The poor driver. My God, that's no, exactly. terrifying. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, play play this game. Really, really fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, I also, so this is what you, you mentioned before we started recording. Um, I started playing a game that was just on sale on the Switch. It's no no longer on sale, unfortunately, but it was, ah, it was 80... 
80 rand at a time. Uh, Moonlighter. I should have actually picked it up on Switch because I own it on PC, not on Switch. Mm. And it seems like the perfect Switch game. It's it's a great Switch game. So Moonlighter um, is... It's an interesting game because it's it's part roguelite, part shop management game. Love it. Two great um, which, genres. What a yeah, what a what a what a great like a mashup of games. So um the premise is that you have inherited a store uh, called Moonlighter and but but sorry, I'm getting my words tangled. There are nearby dungeons to go explore. Mm-hmm. You can go crawl through those dungeons, grab loot, and you sell that loot in your store. Um, and that is the loop of the game where you just you go to. So it's actually kind of funny because it's it's kind of similar to um, you know what you spoke about, Deep Rock Galactic, where there's this nice loop of you go, you do some dungeon crawling, get some loot, come back, and you chill out and you sell all this loot at your shop. Mm-hmm. make some money use that money to upgrade your gear go loot some more um, and, and then but do you do you buy using the profits from your shop do you then buy other gear to help you kill yeah, other enemies so, okay exactly so it's it's a interesting balance because a lot of the loot you get you actually need to upgrade your gear as well so it becomes this thing oh, of like you know do i need to sell this oh no i can't sell this because i need i've, I've wishlist wish listed this armor piece there's a little stars showing that i need this ingredient for mm, that upgrade mm. so let me hang on to it but these other pieces i can just sell in my shop um to get some money which you then also use like apart from upgrading your gear you also use money to get other merchants into the town um to upgrade your own shop one upgrade made me laugh it's like if you upgrade your cash register people will tip you 10 percent more i'm like that is not a thing in real life. Like at, at no point. <laughs> you go to a shop, am you're I like, damn, that cash register is fire. I'm going to give you more money. Yeah. At no point am, am I going to a business looking at a, a silver cash register going, you know what? Here's 10% extra just because, <laughs> you know, from every single character. Um, but yeah, I've, 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 I've put in about maybe three to four hours. Nice. Um, and okay. I'm, I'm having a, a really, really good time with this game. It's It's got a cute like almost pixel slash chibi art style oh okay um, yeah I, I, and, I do from what I've seen I think the art style is pretty great yeah yeah and the soundtrack as well it's just it's oh okay just like what a what a happy happy game is all I'll say like it's it's weird because it's a roguelite and you think oh my god it's gonna be you know tough as nails challenging mm-hmm. I'm like yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's challenging but it's it's very light-hearted in a lot of ways like I don't know it, it's almost whimsical in some ways and I really like it um so yeah so you're enjoying it's, just playing that at like nights just you know putting out a few dungeons oh yeah yeah it, it's i'm um, just chipping away at it mm. um among all my other things i'm playing sounds good so. i yeah like i said mm. i've i've owned it for the longest time but i just kind of like need to get to it i yeah it's, it's just one of those things where you know. Yeah, where like your player to be like, mm, it, it's okay. But then like when it clicks, when you get into that loop, it's mm, it's mm. good fun. Because now like I've sort of unlocked the second dungeon. So there's new gear to unlock, well, new loot to get in that second dungeon, which, you know, lets me unlock better gear and the loop just continues. Um, enemies get harder. They hit a lot harder and they do other things now when it sucks. <laughs> and uh, um, so you, you're picking up resources, obviously, from the enemies. So like, you obviously want to get stronger so that you can kill stronger enemies that give you different mm. types of resources. 
Yeah, so each so there's five dungeons in the game in total, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, well, like I suppose different dungeon themes or types of dungeons. Um, so the first one is a, I think it's a go like a golem themed dungeon. Um, and there are three levels within this dungeon, procedurally generated. So the dungeon's never the same. Um, and there's a boss at the end, or like on the third floor of this dungeon. So if you beat that boss, then it unlocks the second dungeon, which I've oh, done. I so, see, I see. You know, and I've got to make my way through the three levels of the second type of dungeon to fight a boss and then, you know, so on and so forth. Getting game getting progressively more difficult, but I'm unlocking better gear to tackle um, whatever obstacles are faced. Okay. But it just it's an interesting balance of... This it's this action game, but then there's this downtime where you run your store, which I haven't actually really touched on. But I mean, even that's it's a thing of you don't come to your store and then just put the item down. It's a set price, mm-hmm. and people buy it. You dictate the price. Yeah, part of the game is oh. going like, okay, I've I've picked up this this piece of steel. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. sell it for a hundred gold. So you're just um, like bartering what, essentially. So what the game does very clever is that you you have to pay attention to people's reactions when they walk into your shop. So for example, if they walk into your shop and they look at an item, the if they choose to buy it, a little icon pops up above their head and it shows an expression. Mm-hmm. So if if the expression is like there are it's a smiley face with gold eyes, like, oh my god, this is a deal. It means you're selling it for way too cheap. So you're like, oh, okay, I sold it for a hundred. Next time I'll sell it for like one fifty. Matthew just sold you know? the PS Five for fifty dollars. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god, a comp- Yeah, and people walking like, oh my god, this what piece a deal. of golem. Yeah. This this golem call only a hundred gold. This Your, guy's like, this man is shortchanging himself big time. Yeah, but then if I come back and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna sell it for a thousand gold. People are gonna walk in and go, that's too Your, much. And I they could have get that from angry- Jeff across the street for five hundred <laughs> rand. Exactly. So they they have an angry expression pop up if they if something you sell is too expensive. So there's also this fun thing of you looting stuff coming back and you're trying to figure out what is the sweet spot. Like mm. what will people pay? What are they happy to pay? Um, and I guess you items? learn that over time, right? You learn that over time, and you've yeah. got a you've got a journal that um you know okay. keeps track of all of this, which is cool. Very cool. So yeah, it, it's just it's a it's an interesting it's a cool premise. mishmash like, of two genres. Yeah, I, I kind of really exactly. like it. And mm. I think the name is very smart because at night you're moonlighting as a dungeon crawler. Mm. Hey. Exactly. So, so I thought you could only go to dungeons in the evening. You can go during the day. But oh, you incentivize to go closed. at night. Yeah, you incentivize to go at night because I believe the drops are better. There's either more uh, enemies and or better. You know what this sounds so. like? This almost sounds like if they put like a, a shop management mode in like a monster hunter. Exactly. It's, it's exactly that. You get a whole lot of loot and you just you know, there'd be a whole nother system in the game where you have to sell that loot and keep whatever you need for you. Do it, Capcom. Just make a Monster Do Hunter it. where I have to manage a Bunny Dango cafe <laughs> as well. Can Can you imagine how long that game would be? Monster oh. Hunter's already like a hundred plus hour experience. Now yeah, you have I, to... I, I'm talking about Monster Hunter wow. now and I'm just like, maybe I should buy Monster Hunter Rise on PC. Shit. <clears throat> it's tempting because the expansion's coming out in June. Um, and high, I definitely want to pick rate. it up on PC. High frame rate on exactly. PC. High resolution. Oof. Mm. It's tempting. Oof. Super tempting. God damn. Okay, we yeah. should move on because that's, otherwise I'm just gonna buy it right now. Um <laughs> That's all I have been playing this week. Nice. Um, should we 
get to game releases then. Um, yes. I think like we alluded to last week, this is very much an indie month. I think there's a lot of great mm. indie games coming out this month, which is great. Um, but we are looking at game releases from today, the 30th of April up to the 6th of May. My goodness. Yeah. We're in May. Who Wild. knew? Um, and even then, there's just a bunch of uh, cool games coming out um, just this week already. So, you've got uh, Adios Amigos Galactic Explorers coming to PS4 and PS5. Wildcat oh Gun Machine. I think we spoke about this last week. It's that like, it's like a arcade. Oh, no, no, no. We didn't speak about this last week. So, I looked at this uh, over the weekend because uh, I was looking at, you know, all the games coming out this month just for review mm. purposes. And this thing is like a arcade bullet hell roguelike thing and it looks pretty good. Nice. I think it's got a cool art style. I think it looks pretty great and it's out on PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch. So yeah. Nice. Warhammer for 40K, uh, Chaos Gate, Dash, Demon, Demon Hunters. Demon that is Hunters? such a big name. That's like a long one. name. <laughs> coming to PC May 5th. Line nice. War coming to PC also on May 5th. Citizen Sleeper, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Switch. This is sort of like a cyberpunk-ish uh, narrative RPG. It looks pretty good. Mm. Um, I think it's got a really good style to it. I think the nice. game of the week uh, here, Trek to Yomi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is that 2D, very Kurosawa-like Kurosawa, black and white uh, samurai mm. game. Uh, it is coming to Game Pass as well on launch but it's out on pc playstation and xbox may 5th i'm very excited for this it looks fucking it looks good rad. i hope it's yeah. good mm. uh and then the last game crowns and pawns kingdom of deceit pc nice. may 6th it's amazing it's like literally what seven or eight games those are compared to <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. The, the lists we've had before it's quiet time but still at least down. two two in there that i like want to play so it's like does not quite yeah down. yeah oh yeah for sure um cool. so yeah that is games out this week then let's bounce off to news quite a bit happened this week so we're gonna fly through some of these uh, it, what yep. should start off with uh, uh, hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm like, sorry there's actually a, a bunch yeah i'm like uh, i'm like torn between the playstation plus stuff and the microsoft showcase uh mm. let's go with microsoft microsoft is like kicking off e3 essentially sweet um so if you <laughs> if you Rip. don't know e3 is not happening you know officially this year the esa mm. is not hosting an in-person event and they're not doing a digital event uh jeff Keighley is doing his summer game fest stuff uh during that same time but like most people have been saying for years it won't stop publishers just kind of doing it themselves so Microsoft has announced a Microsoft and Bethesda showcase for June 12th, which is Mm -hmm. pretty much when they would have done it if E3 was still happening. Exactly. So like, is there a difference? Probably not. No. Um, So yeah, that's happening on June 12th at 6. mm, Okay. It's it's 6 PM here, UK time for Eurogamer. So I think that's 8 PM our time. South Africa. Yeah. Which is not terrible. At least it's not like fucking midnight or something. Yeah. Um, Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it weird that they refer to it as the Xbox and Bethesda showcase and not just the Xbox showcase? Yeah, so like, I think part of the thing when Microsoft purchased uh, 
Bethesda was they they specifically said that they were going to keep it as like so it is owned it's under the Xbox brand but they for branding purposes they keep it as a separate entity so that the okay. Bethesda name still hangs around because I think there's still a lot of like cachet with that name you yeah know also I mean? yeah and you're right no a lot of the stuff is coming to multiple platforms anyway it's well, also true see, yeah guess. it's yeah. also true yeah but so it, it's not it's just, just like xbox what, yeah what happens next year like are we gonna get the xbox and bethesda and activision, activision oh, showcase i'm <laughs> almost certain that will happen like, <laughs> like you know come on. You, you know warcraft and diablo are blizzard games you look at them and you exactly. think blizzard so for the name blizzard to just be it's the same as when activision purchased blizzard they kept the blizzard mm. name they just didn't yeah, make for them sure. Activision, so mm. yeah, that know, makes sense. It is, just, it is what it is. It's I weird. find it interesting that with all these acquisitions, like we're just going to have these very long <laughs> name. Yeah, names. no, I, I yeah, I totally yeah. understand. Well, what, what are you expecting from this showcase? We're well, going to get. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing is um, is Starfield. It ha- I, mm-hmm. has to be the first like gameplay of game Starfield play. because I think yeah, the game's yeah. out in November. So mm. I do think that. Um, this will be a big showcase for them though, because yeah. this is this is a thing of like two, three years ago when they announced we've acquired this person and this person and this person, you go, okay, cool. Like we'll give you time. Now it's that time of cool. What have all your studios been working on? You know, outside of Starfield and all of that. Like mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the top of this article has, yeah, it's uh, Starfield, Elder Scrolls, Indiana Jones, Hellblade, but like what else? What else mm-hmm. are they working on? I wonder like what surprises are we going to get from these other studios who have been, well, they, yeah that's the thing i think there's a lot of room for surprises and there's i mean there's tons of room for them to give updates on existing projects um mm. so like you said hellblade 2 which was announced geez feels ages ago now Four, but four thousand years ago yeah but ninja theory at the time said they were working on the next version of unreal um for hellblade mm. 2 and now unreal engine 5 is out you know so could yeah. we see a more substantial demo now that that sort of engine technology is out there and like mm. more public um, I hope so. I don't think that game's out this year still. I think that is a game they show no. off and be like, it's out next year. You know what I mean? Next year, yeah. I think it's about time we get a release date on that. Um, but there's a bunch. Like on the Bethesda side, uh, Machine Games is working on an Indiana Jones game. Indiana that they Jones, announced last yeah. game Last year. What uh, is? Arcane is working on Redfall, which is supposedly yes, releasing yeah, this we'll- year. We'll, I'm sure we'll get gameplay yeah. on that as well. What um, about, um, is it Obsidian? They're doing Avowed. Avowed, yeah, the very Skyrim-ish yeah. looking thing. So they could updates on that. Um, mm. Bethesda Game Studios could also, you know, uh, Starfield is going to be their big one. So I don't think they're going to stray much from that, but they could give mm. an additional tease of, you know, Elder Scrolls or a fucking new Fallout or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Um, and then yeah. you've got others like the, the Eurogamer article points out here you've got rare with everwild um, oh true yeah uh, playground games with oh, fable um and perfect dark the yeah the initiative and now crystal dynamics working on perfect dark um hmm. so yeah I, I i don't know and and like you said there's so many surprises there there's so many smaller studios that microsoft owns now like double fine um mm. you've got what is that other one that made oh You've got the State of Decay people. Um, uh, I can't you know, remember what they're called. So there's so, so many well, little, yeah, State little of Decay things. 3 is, Compulsion is Games, the people made We Happy Few. They're working on something else as well. Oh, are they owned by Microsoft? Yep, they're owned by Microsoft I did now. not know that. Um, so yeah, there's, there, there's lots of space for like, you know, updates on these big heavy hitters, but then teasers at 
smaller things that are maybe closer to launch than we expect. And I, mm. I hope so because the last thing Microsoft needs right now is another showcase to be like, cool, this is the future we are building towards. Like it has been three like, years. No, you need to start delivering. Is, yeah. Like, yeah, it, this generation's going on. Yeah, two years old. Now? Yeah, we're like almost two years into this gen. It needs to start hitting now. Like those acquisitions were made three, four years ago, or started, you know, being made three, four years ago. So the Bethesda one is still new, but those other ones mm. need to start delivering. Um, yeah. And when you look at the calendar for Xbox for the rest of the year, it is scant. It's like, okay, Starfield's huge and it could be mm. it could be monumental. It could be a Skyrim-esque hit for mm. Microsoft, you know, and that's not to be yeah. understated. But like, it's that and Redfall that are scheduled for this year. Mm. So, you know, there needs to be a bit more. Uh, I <laughs> and think. Forza Motorsport 8. Oh, yeah. Well, that too. Turn 10 has been working on Forza Motorsport for fucking ever. So, yeah. yeah. Will we get a new Gears? I think we'll get a new Gears reveal. That's I think not so. Yeah. I think the Coalition is working on a new Gears on Unreal Engine 5. I'm but do you know, would you not think like, okay, I'm, I'm speaking completely out of turn here because I haven't played Gears 4 for actual years. Or but five. do you not think they're a bit... <laughs> you know, I think they they tired of that franchise and want to like have a crack at something different. Probably, yeah. I, I, you know, there's been reports that they're working on a new IP. So I'm mm. not. I think they probably are working on that, but I do think before that even comes to fruition, we get a Gear Six to close out this trilogy because the story is. Oh, is done. it a trilogy? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. the 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 fifth game ends with a pretty big. Okay, so like then Gear Six is like so, yeah. definitely no, on the No, Gear Six is okay. going to be made one one day. Yeah, you know it's. I think now with you know Unreal Engine Five, it's a good time to be like check mm. this shit out, check what Gears can be now. Okay, you know that I mean? makes sense you then. Know? So cool, and hopefully some is... substantial updates for Halo because yeah, boy the uh, the the temperature on that game has dropped significantly since launch. Mm. Um, so yeah, there needs to be a big push on this is the next six months of Halo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah um but that's like i'm you know always sad that e3's gone because i just like the hype of that week um, yeah same but same. this stuff like this excites me though because it yeah. means like microsoft's doing it I mean, yeah i hope i hope sony does a big state of play during that same mm, they time do state of play nintendo yeah. do a nice little nintendo direct, direct yeah, it would be great. um so it would be great <laughs> i i hope i hope they they can't because oh that first year when E3 was cancelled was such a mess because they were all spaced out so much. So it just felt like mm. every second week was a Yo. new E3 and it was just terrible. Mm. Like, get yeah. all that hype in at once. I get you, they don't want to step on each other's feet, but like still, mm. you know, there's something to know, say like, about everything I'm, being in a week and everyone just being exactly. so I'm, excited. I'm with you where like from a consumer point of view, I like the week of hype, but from yeah. a company point of view, it's like, why would you? Exactly. It makes no sense for, the for them. Yeah. Because yeah. you just get, you just get snowed under by bigger announcements. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, just quick while we're on Xbox, um, <laughs> although this is quite cute, so just threw this in. Xbox uh, asked <laughs> a Scottish kilt maker to create an ultra rare custom tartan controller. So, amazing. Sorry, uh, all your listeners, amazing. if you can't see the picture, but it is a lovely. Imagine it's like a, a fabric kilt. adorned okay. Xbox controller. It's beautiful. But imagine it, yeah, wrapped wrapped around an Xbox controller. I, like, you know yeah. what? I think that would actually be quite pleasing to use. I also think so, but the thing is, like. How do you clean it? Do you yeah, exactly. It? I mean, sweaty <laughs> hands on that machine? thing, that's not going to be a great time. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's very cute. It's very um, cute. I do like it. And, and I think if you make it like removable, then it won't have the sort of like clean cut fit that it needs mm. to look nice. Oh, yeah. So you can't, you like, can't go halfway for that. super snugly. Yeah. 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 It's quite beautiful. Um, I, I do like it. 
my goodness. Um, cool. I suppose let's bounce to Sony. So yeah. The the competitor and the elephant in the room with their Game Pass, the Xbox Game Pass esque service, which um oh wait that's not the right article <laughs> where is it uh, uh yeah sony, the bottom yeah sony confirms ability to extend active playstation plus subscriptions blocked until premium launches yeah. in june so i you know if you had to ask me this is the biggest indicator thus far that sony and microsoft have completely different ideas for what their subscription mm. services are in the broader exactly. picture of their their um like business so Microsoft somewhat like encourages you to stack things like this, especially at least mm. until Xbox Live Gold gets taken away. But you can mm. still today stack up to like three years of Xbox Live Gold and then convert it all to Game Pass at, with a single fee, you know, through completely legal Microsoft avenues. Like they even advertise, well, they advertise that as an introductory offer, but they just never took it offline. So mm. they clearly see benefits in people locking themselves in for three years, even at a reduced yeah, cost. So you get you get locked into the ecosystem. Exactly, so. and then and then once you're in the ecosystem, they can upsell you on wherever the fucking else you know mm. Game Pass will eventually be. So Microsoft's approach seems to be more subscribers, more subscribers at all costs. Sony seems to be subscribers, but at a profit at a cost. yeah you know so this is to me why essentially when they announced the ps plus um the new uh, ps plus uh tiers so if you unaware ps plus is changing in june where it will have three tiers uh the introductory tier will be exactly what ps plus is now and then the middle tier will give you access to a bunch of ps4 and ps5 games similar to game pass um mm. i think they said around 400 games but they haven't specified the list yet no uh and then the upper tier will give you six 700 games and those include ps1 and ps2 and in some regions ps3 titles that are available via streaming um yes they locked backwards compatibility behind the highest tier of a subscription it's fucking garbage um but you know it's there now and you know Mm. it's very easy to look at this and be like this is their game pass uh, competitor but mm. they don't want you to buy a bunch of ps plus game time now load your your uh account and then you know Converted, convert it to yeah. to new time even though they have like a whole graph rubric which is so confusing to follow it's huge on like if you have x amount of ps plus time in june then it's going to be converted to x amount of new ps plus time like i think if you have a year of PS Plus in June, it will be converted into six months of the highest tier PS Plus. Um, stuff like that. Or like if you have a year again, then it will be converted to, I think, 11 or 10 months of the new standard tier. Um, so I think the reason they stopped this is because you you and I know you can get PS Plus at a discount at various times during the year because there's so many sales mm. on annual exactly. subscriptions and stuff. And they don't want people stacking that and then converting it, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I just think it's fairly... I think mostly it's fine if they did this, but if they, when they announced their new service, they announced this then. You know, mm. they left a good two months almost between announcing and doing yeah. this. And then on top of it, they just started blocking in the background. People started realizing that they weren't able to to redeem codes before 
Sony actually came out and said, yeah, this is actually what we've done. So from a comms point, it's just really shitty. Like it's yeah. from a business perspective, you do what's best for your business. I get it. Like, and if this is how they want to do it, whatever, but you know, communicate it in a better fashion mm. uh, is my view. Like that rubric should have been out there from day one. Like being yeah. like, this is how it's going to affect your current subscription. So people could make an informed decision on, do I want to stack? Is it even worth it? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's it's yeah. weird because like just this generation specifically in like the year leading up to the generation, I feel that Microsoft are really making huge strides, like positive strides um, to build the brand um, and, you know, just establish good goodwill with gamers. Where Sony, it feels like at every turn, they're just finding some other way to piss yeah. people off more. Yeah, <laughs> they, so they're weird. just adding friction where there does not need yeah. to be any. It's... It's very weird and it's very easy for then, you know, in, in, the, in the arena of public opinion for Microsoft to just take easy wins, you know, in exactly. this regard. But at the end of the day, like, it, people make a very good point. They're like, not everyone owns two consoles. Most people own yeah. one. And you're going to subscribe to the service for the console you own and not really give a shit about anything else. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm not yeah. talking about that specifically. It's more a thing of like, if you're on the fence, say you haven't been able to get a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox mm-hmm. and you're now deciding mm-hmm. like, well, Game Pass is cheaper. Um, in June, Xbox is showing these games. Like maybe this generation, I'm going to go with Xbox. Yeah, so it, yeah. It just, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out because like we all know, Sony destroyed with the PlayStation 4. Like yeah. really great selling console. And PlayStation 5, I think would have sold sold better if they were stuck but yeah absolutely it's it's interesting and i think that's where actually microsoft is coming into its own now is they are somehow Mm. finding a way to keep stock a bit more regular and like even they did their uh financials this week and the last quarter was like their their best xbox quarter ever outside of a holiday season so they sure. are clearly, they are moving. The, it's like the long-term plan's paying off, really. Yeah, it feels the like. long-term plan is paying off and they are moving consoles. Like this is mm. a far cry from the Xbox that launched the Xbox One. And yes, yeah. the PS5 is still ahead in terms of raw sales, but coming off the generation they did, that's not surprising. Um, what is surprising is just how much ground Xbox has caught up so quickly. Mm, um, and that exactly. should, you know, that should raise an eyebrow at Sony, especially when they're coming to decisions like this, you know, like what are our competitors mm. doing that is earning them so much, you know, trust back? Mm. And how can we afford not to make mistakes to not like post you know, people off? Exactly. <laughs> and this to me is just the opposite of doing that. So Yeah. Well Bummer for Sony. The, Real own goal yeah. there in my view. But uh yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, and, and other and other Sony news, uh, I suppose, just keeping in trend. PlayStation Plus games mm. for May include FIFA 22, Tribes of Midgard, and Curse of the Dead Gods. Um, that FIFA 22 is quite a quite a quite a win, I think, for PS Plus. Like, quite a. Big I think game to, I think it's smart because FIFA 22 mm. is reportedly coming to Game Pass on May 5th. So I think, so. I think, I think yeah, yeah, there's been a bunch of rumors saying it's, well, not coming to Game Pass, it's coming to EA Play's oh, Vault, EA Play, so. which is part of Game Pass. Mm. So I think this is EA going, yeah, we'll just put it on PS Plus <laughs> and get everyone playing fucking FIFA, you know, three or four I months mean, they, ahead they, of, they, or, or two months ahead of us revealing a new one, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's it's funny because then, like, obviously the game is 
free yeah. but there's a lot of in-game stuff that people oh, like to spend money on yeah. so I, I mean it's cool because like i i'm one of those people that will only casually play fifa with a friend who comes over so if i get access to the full game rad you know i don't care where mm. i'm playing it that's that's cool so mm. yeah the other two are pretty neat looking games i think I, mm. i've heard a lot about tribes of god it's got a really cool art style and then because the dead gods is like a procedural roguelike um well so. they're like diablo-esque Sort of, yeah, sort of. So Curse of the Dead Gods here says it's a skill-based single-player roguelike in an Okosa temple, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like like a procedural dungeon crawler. Okay. Yeah. And Tribes of Midgard is a survival and ARPG co-op or single-player adventure. Looks fun. I think think it's a cool, cool roster. Yeah. I just scroll down. Persona Five will leave the PS Plus collection on May 11. Yeah, that was your library before then to continue. Yeah, it's the first game to actually leave that um, huh. collection, which is strange. It must be like some licensing deal that lapsed mm. because, you know, obviously uh, Persona Five is Atlas. Um, it's not yes. a Sony published game, so I assume that's the only reason it's being removed. Because most of the other games yeah. they are Sony published, so there would be no reason yeah. for them to be removed. So yeah, yeah, I would redeem. Persona 5, because it's very fucking good. Yeah, yeah. one day. <laughs> I'll get to it. Uh, just to bounce back to Xbox, we've got Games with Gold, which, yep. look, go- thank God Xbox have Game Pass because the Games with Gold, like, at, at what stage do they just... Yeah, do, do I feel like it? eventually game- Gold is just going to disappear. Like, there's no, especially swear- now that, like, free-to-play games don't require Gold, there's really no reason mm. for it to exist. Like Hydro Thunder, I feel is a game that just pops up all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think actually uh, David said it's like the second time it's been on this on Games for Gold, so it's like a My real goodness. crap one. The good thing is that yeah. there is one really good game on this list. Um, mm-hmm. Yoku's Island Express is very good. Yes, you, yeah. you, I think you played that and spoke about this on the podcast. It's like pinball and Metroidvania mixed in one pinball platformer Metroidvania. It's very good. Um, well, there we would go. recommend playing yeah. that. So I'll take it back. There's one good game yeah. in this lineup. There's a Viva Pinata um, there, but it's not Viva Pinata. It's like yeah, it's Viva Pinata mini games. So that yeah. kind of sucks. But yeah. Cool. With all the console stuff out the way, let's bounce to I mean Star Wars to Star Wars. Star Wars Star Jedi Wars. Fallen Order 2. Uh, reportedly out next year for PS5, Series X and S and PC. Um, mm. And now it doesn't say it here, but I, th- I think you shared a tweet. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it says an article, but you shared a tweet earlier this week saying that it will be exclusively next gen. Um, yeah. So this is coming from um, Jeff Grubb, uh, Venture Beats Jeff Grubb. He has that show on Giant Bomb called Grub Snacks every week where he just kind of talks about like stuff he's heard. Um, mm. so he's been saying for a while now that Fallen, the Fallen Order sequel will be coming out this year, but it can always slip to 2023. And that seems mm. to be the case. It's probably be an early 2023 launch anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, but the new, the new info was that it will be previous. Oh, uh, mm. it will be current gen only. So that makes me wonder, like, is this going to be Unreal Engine 5? Because I, if I'm mm. not mistaken... Fallen Order was Unreal Engine 4. It didn't use Frostbite or anything like that. Mm. Um, so maybe they're putting it to the new engine. Maybe they are just creating, uh, you know, 
planets which are far more seamless to get through so you need like be mm. faster ssds stuff like that either way i think that's pretty cool i think it's cool to have yeah. you know th- the first game came out very late into the last gen cycle so mm. to have a sequel that you know pushes these consoles maybe a little bit will be pretty cool mm. unsurprisingly yeah. it's apparently not going to be called fallen order which always made sense to me because star wars jedi was always the name and then fallen yeah. order was the colon so yeah. Yeah, it's I don't like think Horizon. It's gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon Zero Dawn. Although that one doesn't have a colon, so that's that, slightly more confusing. <laughs> that yeah. one is also left field because you're like Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn Two, and like no, it's Horizon Forbidden West. Like what? But we say this, <laughs> but then you had games like Red Dead Redemption Two, which makes fuck all sense because Redemption <laughs> tied into the actual story of the game. So yeah, I listen. Who knows? Um. But yeah, yep. so Jeff Grubb says uh, they are not doing all the consoles, according to Grubb, so the development team won't have to worry about trying to straddle these generation lines. So that's cool. I mean, mm. there were already in this game a lot of instances that's- where you did the whole slow moving through a little narrow cavern so it could load one level mm. and deload the other one, you know. So yeah. not having that in there or just having a shorter travel time between spaces will be cool. But um, also it's it's a thing of like at what point do we just cut off old old con not old consoles like previous gen consoles mm, like mm. at some point developers have to say like listen <laughs> we need yeah. to move forward with these engines we it takes us resources to obviously make this work um you know on older gen consoles but like at what point do they go it's actually not worth our time because obviously the, there's a, a whole install base mm, but like mm. becomes this thing of balancing your creative vision versus just pleasing people so I, I, don't know. I reckon if the pandemic didn't happen we would have gone to that point mostly already i think you think so yeah i think the pandemic and what it's oh, done because to of the, stock issues, the supply yeah. lines yeah because exactly, like yeah. now now publishers are going well shit you know there's far fewer of these consoles out there than we thought there would be you know, yeah. like we can't just ignore, especially with what we've paid X, Y, Z. But I think we are getting to that inflection point where it's like, it's been two years. The stock is relatively getting back to normalish now. You know what I mean? It's definitely mm. not as bad as it was a year ago. Um, no. So yeah, I think we'll see more of this. And also you're going to start seeing games that, you know, started out dev with new consoles in mind. You can't, you can't have a game like this that's designed with these faster transitions between areas or levels or much larger levels suddenly scale down to smaller because it changes the whole design structure of, of how the yeah. game works. So, yeah, we'll see. Apparently, this cool. might be shown during Star Wars Celebration, which is happening between 26th and 29th of May. Um, huh. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Or on May the 4th. Yeah. Oh. Very um, key. Last pieces of news. So... This is also pretty left field. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley is a life sim adventure game coming to consoles and PC. So yeah, this looks like The Sims, right? I, I kind of <laughs> it's, saw it's it. Like, and... Yeah, it's like a kind of The Sims slash Animal Crossing. Interesting. Had a baby with um with Disney. Disney Yo, that sounds like a money maker. Exactly. Um. So I, I I think it will be free to play, but I think so. Let me let me just double check here. It's got a really cool I art think, style. Love this. Yeah, yeah, I think it will be. So it's it's set to release in 2023. Um, okay. but if you purchase, you can get an early access. Or you can get early access by purchasing a founders pack. Uh oh, or you get it as an Xbox Game Pass member. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. So I think that'll be available this year, if I'm not mistaken, 2022. But the game will officially launch next year. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, I see one screenshot as Wally on a beach, so I'm fucking sold already. You know, I mean, the, the just want to hang out really with that nice. little robot dude. Yeah, look at this. We we hang out with Ariel over here. We don't want to hang out with that Ursula? lady. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hang out with Ursula. No, 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 no. no. Um, no, there's the Wally screenshot you mentioned. It looks cute. Yeah, I listen. Disney Cross Animal Crossing. That just sounds like you are going to print fucking money if you exactly. if you pull that off. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. There's there's Wally. You know, tending to the vegetable patch. There's Goofy fishing. There's Woody and Buzz running along this pathway. I mean, I love how small they are. That's fantastic. They're like they tiny, aren't like yeah. human size. That's really good. Yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah, that looks like a, a good time. Do you think um, this is the avenue towards Disney Smash Bros? You got all these characters in one <laughs> game. Just fucking get them fighting. Oh my God, just get them fighting. I yeah. mean, we've got Kingdom Hearts, right? Which already has Disney characters fighting. Exactly. exactly. We just need to fight, have them fight each other. Now. I just want to play as the rat from Ratatouille and do a final smash <laughs> on like fucking Goofy or something. <laughs> wow. That's all I want. That's, 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 a, a, I mean, that's a visual. That's, yeah, that's all I want. Or or I want a main, I want a main Stitch, you know? <laughs> Stitch would probably be the best character. He'd be, so he'd be pretty fucking great. Yeah, I think Wally yeah. would be terrible because he's like got very bad movement. And the Toy Story characters, I think the Toy Story characters should be like a Pokemon trainer sort of character. So you play as Andy, uh, and then you and then throw then you... out Buzz <laughs> and Woody and stuff. Yeah, uh, throw out Mr. Potato Head. You see, you see, or or the, or the Slinky Dog, the Slinky Dog. Yeah. Oh my god, Slinky yeah. Dog is OP. Yeah, um, hire me, Disney. <laughs> And then last pieces of news. This one surprised me. So the Overwatch 2 beta, uh, I suppose there was a beta this week. Um, mm. PvP the, the, beta, the beta, yeah. Yeah, the beta stream surpassed 1 million concurrent viewers on Twitch, which, yeah, so Overwatch 2's beta became the top streamed game on Twitch as fans seek out new gameplay and beta access through drops. Yeah, that's. I was about to say, uh, the reason this doesn't surprise me is because yeah. of that. Yeah. No, okay, yeah, that I get that now. Yeah. Very clever, the, but it's it's, uh, it, it did, it's, like, it's it, like every game with a beta now hits this milestone purely because it's like, oh, if you watch six hours, you get, get a drop. It's like, okay, mm. well, of course people are yeah. just going to leave this on in the fucking background. So, then. Okay, like, that makes sense because when I saw this headline, I was like, but why? Uh, like I, Overwatch 2 was popular, but was it that popular? I watched an hour million? of it and I was like, I could watch an Overwatch 1 stream and not know the difference, to be entirely yeah, honest. Like, it's still, I don't know. This game, every time we talk about it, you're going to hear me say the same thing. It's just, it's a big question mark. Yeah, it's me. a massive question know. mark to me. I just don't. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. real weird one as well, given the timing of what's happening at Activision and Microsoft now, because it looks like mm. it will like launch proper when also, that sale goes through. So like, what the fuck is Microsoft thinking about so, doing with it? You know, this also blew my mind because the traditional Overwatch is 6v6, right? It's 5v5 now, now yeah. Now it's 5v5. So I never thought about it. I'm like, okay, it's 5v5. Uh, but jo- John Marco, Mark was telling me his sister is a big Overwatch fan, if I'm not mistaken, or has played Overwatch. And all she said is like, well, now it means one less person can play. Yeah. And then I thought one step further, what about Overwatch esports teams? Yeah, it's, just, a, it's a big thing there. Just, yeah, that, that change did not go down well. Yeah, the change did yeah, not go down well. But I guess they have to change the structure of something. They're like, I guess if they're going to retain the same roster and add the first new character in like what two and a half years like the most they can mm. do is be like cool well the meta's changed because each team has one less person now so <clears throat> i don't know i don't know listen i don't know we'll see that ui yeah. looks crisp 
And that's all I have to say about that. Like I was watching the nice. gameplay and I was like, this looks perfectly fucking engineered for the people who have still been playing Overwatch, but no one mm. else. So yeah, no one else, I, I yeah. just don't get it. Um, um, yeah. And then last piece of news this week, Sifu is going to receive difficulty options this spring. Interesting. So yeah. if you find the game a bit too challenging, which in in all those people's defense game is very hard borderline borderline brutal at at certain moments uh you can now choose between student disciple and master well not yet but obviously when it's patched in i assume they must have because all you know all companies who make games have they pop in like telemetry data so they can see you know Mm. how many x number of players are getting to this level blah 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 they must have Mm. seen like a massive drop off like people playing After it for an hour and just or, like not yeah. fucking touching it again well i uh, mean we we know jeff and darren who were both very excited to play this game played I it did and not like, like it no. yeah yeah i did mm. not enjoy it so yeah um that probably helps you know yeah you, there's a lot of hang ringing on like creative decisions and difficulty but i think if your game is not hitting the numbers it needs to this is one mm. way to be like hey you know maybe all the discourse at the you know, during during launch was about how difficult it was. Now you can at least toggle that. So, exactly. But what that adds all um, to the experience is going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, but this is just the first step in a whole content roadmap. So, you know, as the year goes on, they've got advanced scoring, uh, mm-hmm. gameplay modifiers, a replay editor, which I think will be very cool. That's cool Keen to see yeah. what people do with that. Um, and then a new game mode in winter called Arenas. Okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. It, yep. There's no uh, I, there's no PvP in that game, right? No. Because I know, I mean, I know a lot of it is built off of the work they did with Absolver, which was like a martial arts MMO, this, which had mm. PvP. But it seems logical to me that they might maybe look at that because that seems like a system ripe for like fighting game people to really get into. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I mean, if, if you can... You can engineer your existing system. Or yeah, t- I mean, I mean, it's not have... like oh, five lines and you've suddenly got multiplayer. It's a big undertaking, <laughs> but it seems like something that could be cool. Multiplayer equals one. Yeah, exactly. If multiplayer <laughs> true, two enter two players into map X. You know, my goodness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, is last all news, the news that you did miss. Oh, did I miss one? Call of Duty oh, Modern Warfare Two is official. Oh, I did. Yeah. My bad. That's all good. I mean. <laughs> We pretty much knew this already. It had been rumored. It kind of like pseudo confirmed that it was getting a sequel. It's Infinity Ward's year to do a Call of Duty. So of course they were doing this. So they just basically put out a logo and they're like, cool, Modern Warfare 2, rad. Probably Damn. see more of that. Oh, there's the logo. I don't, oh, I don't even know cool when logo. we'll see this because last year they announced the game so fucking late in the year. Like, I, mm. who the fuck knows when? Usually you could bet on it being revealed in May. Uh, you can't anymore, so. I don't like this trend of now we've rebooted, like, because Modern Warfare had a, a reboot, right? Like, yeah, technically. A very good one. But now. This is the sequel to that now, reboot. Yes. It's the sequel to the reboot. Yes. So <laughs> like, it's very confusing because you can buy old Modern Warfare 2 from 2009. You can buy Modern Warfare 2 Remastered because they remastered mm. the game. Or you can buy Modern mm-hmm. Warfare 2 2022. Exactly. I don't like that. It's like, come on. <laughs> I think I saw a Kotaku article saying it is the 47th Call of Duty game, which is just crazy to me. That is insane. Yeah. Well, there you go. Listen, I, you know, if if I'm talking about modern Call of Duties, if I look back on the past three years, the reboot to Modern Warfare is my favorite one. Like 
Cold War mm. was fine. Um, and I really didn't like Vanguard last year. Um, mm. So Infinity Ward stuff on that original, that that campaign was spectacular and that multiplayer mm. is still the best of the three, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm very excited for this one. Very, very keen. And Infinity Ward nice. has a knack for pushing the visual vitali- fatality. Mm, can't say that word today. Um, fidelity. Yeah, fidelity. <laughs> there we go. Uh, they they have a knack for pushing that forward, and they've you know they're already teasing that this is the most technically advanced Call of Duty, which mm. you know is as vague as you can fucking get with that sort of thing. Um, but yeah. I mean, Modern Warfare when it came out was like really visually beautiful for a Call of Duty mm. game. Um, so yeah, keen to see what they've done with that. Cool, cool. Well, there we go. Pew, pew. Now that is all the news. Pew, that pew. is all the news. Um, should <laughs> we fly through questions then? If you want to mm-hmm. send us a question, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at Checkpoint Chat on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on OnlyFans. You know, you know, you know where it is. <laughs> All of these places. Okay, we have a bunch of questions today. So let me just pull them up. We have one on Instagram from Mrs. Very Angry who asks. What do you guys think about the upcoming Chinese game Black Myth? Is that uh, Ooh, Wukong? Right? Yeah, Wukong. Yeah, Black Myth. I'm when, so stoked. When for is that. that coming out? Uh, there's there no release date for that, yet? as far as no. I know. Yeah, the the last we heard was like a, I think there was a trailer last year. A new yeah, there was like trailer. a gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks really game good. Good. Yeah, I mean, mm. I love the Journey to the West like storyline. Like Enslaved Odyssey to the West was like the last game that kind of adopted that, um, mm. like quite traditionally. But this one, I mean, it looks like a Souls and it's from a Chinese developer that seems to be doing insane stuff with visuals. So, mm. yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, the game visually, Yo, the, the, that gameplay demo was set in like a snowy landscape and mm. just incredible. And, and watching like Digital Foundry break it down and be like, yeah, this is totally possible. This is not some like bullshittery that is being shown off. Like they are like, this is really insanely cool. So, sure, yeah. So, yeah, don't know if we'll see it this year. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, but boy, mm. excited. Um, okay, we have two questions from uh, Jared Brapra. He says, hey, guys, did Sandy try microwaving the hard white Fuck no. You're insane. <laughs> no ways. No way. Okay, I didn't let, even, let me just... <laughs> to be honest, I didn't even buy any Easter chocolate this year. Like, I didn't take your advice and go for you the half off, up. which is really you know stupid, that- but yeah. So we got a mountain of chocolate from my family. So from my mom, my brother, my sister sent us a, a, a huge care package from Cape Town. Love very, it. Very naughty like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, so naughty. So we, we, we've got like ample stock of Easter supplies, okay? But then on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, Lenska phones me and she's like, I'm in a Woolies. Um, uh-huh. Easter chocolate's half price. Uh-huh. What should I get? And I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just get more. <laughs> Wait, so we did. Uh, and and she bought me those hard white Easter eggs and I've not microwaved them yet, but I will because I want to make a video showing exactly what Why? it is. Because I cannot believe the backlash I've received. So for those what of you who do don't mean know. you mean you can't believe I the said, backlash? I said to Alessandro, I asked because it's perfectly normal to me. I said, those hard white Easter eggs, do you microwave them for 10 to 15 seconds to melt the chocolate inside? <sighs> and it's then, not perfectly. No. In, in what world is this perfectly not. normal? It's it's just. Why not? No, what, what, <laughs> 
I mean, the backlash <laughs> that you got should tell you that it's not normal. I, well, now I know it's not normal, but I can't believe why it's such a frowned upon thing. You know what? You can knock it after you've tried it. Then we can talk. Because a lot of people wanna, go, I, I can't don't believe try it. That's, do that. It's so like, just like, it's, what does Lenska think of this? She she's never done it before, but she's keen to try it. So oh, keen to try it. So you've been married to her, but she hasn't tried it. <laughs> well, I haven't done it yet either. So this is one of those things where I've got the eggs now. Wait, wait, hold up. You haven't done it yet at all, ever? No, 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 no. Not not since I've got Easter uh, eggs. This okay, year. okay. So you're embarrassed so those- <laughs> to do it in front of your wife, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's a thing of what if i do it and it's one of those things where as a kid like remember you'll play a game as a kid go this is the best shit ever Mm -hmm. i can't believe it and then Mm -hmm. you'll grow up telling everyone holy hell have you played the et atari game best game (laughs) i've ever played (laughs) and then as an adult you learn that et is like the worst game literally filled in landfills yeah you can't back down so i'm worried that like i try it and i'm like man maybe i am the monster what (laughs) i mean (sighs) It's, I can, I can sympathize with that because there are a lot of games that I loved back in the day that nowadays are like frowned upon people like why that game is fucking awful. Um, My goodness. So yeah, I get that, but I do not, <laughs> I do not have sympathy for you being called out for your bullshit takes on <laughs> Easter eggs. Cause I think they are bullshit. Well, we'll and your, we'll and your, and your attempts at sanitizing it. Like, Oh, everyone else is the monster. Oh. <laughs> just try it and then you can tell Tommy but this we're going to interject okay so we'll get to Jared's second question shortly because we have a question from friend of the show Obi-Wan Kervnobi love it old Kervn best name <laughs> was Matty tortured with Easter eggs as a child and now he's trying to exact slow painful revenge on them question mark I need to I mean I need to sit down with your mother and just be like when did this degenerate behavior it begin? wasn't it wasn't my mom it was my sister because she listens to the podcast and we spoke this week and she said it was actually her idea because she remembers as a kid, she got, I think she climbed into the car or something and they'd left these hard white eggs in the car and it was very hot. And when they had them, she's like, the chocolate's melted. This is delicious. How do I replicate this? This does sound like a small child thing. Like when you're a small child, melted <laughs> chocolate is the best thing because you don't give a fuck what how, you ha- how like messy so it is. is your, is your issue with melted chocolate then? Well, no, I don't mind melted chocolate. <laughs> I just think, like, this is not just melted chocolate. This is like candy-coated white stuff and then melted chocolate, and then you're mixing the two. It's just, like, wrong. How you make... Oh. Also, also the fact that you're, like, you're going through the effort of microwaving this fucking thing, like... Ten seconds. No, it's not, it's not the time. <laughs> it's just, like, if it was meant to be consumed in that manner, it would be sold in that manner. You know what I mean? Oh, whatever. Then what? Okay, you're going to go buy microwave popcorn and eat the kernels. I fucking knew that was coming. I knew that was going. As soon as I finished that sentence, I was like, wait a minute. You just opened up a can of worms. I'm just never microwaving You can can eat raw broccoli. That's how it's sold. Blah, blah, blah. You know? No, go eat your fucking raw steak. Enjoy your cold oats in the morning. It's fine. Don't heat them. I just undermine my entire argument. Yeah, Jared asks what in games media have you guys found as a huge obstacle to either growth of the industry or to more novice slash entering game gaming journalists is anything in particular to south africa too interesting Um, Uh, so those are like two different questions i think so like in terms of barriers to new people coming in um i think it could be two things like 
new people don't realize that at least locally, especially it's like an industry that just does not make money. So like, Mm. and, and on top of that, I think websites, especially locally taking advantage of that being like, yeah, you're working off passion. You get free games. That's the payment. Like, nah, fuck off. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that I think that's a big barrier. Uh, then, and then also just like, I think it's I think it's a push and pull of like people thinking that they want to write about games but not actually knowing in themselves if they even enjoy writing period mm. and then thinking that they don't have to enjoy writing to write about games which is the most counter thing ever like yeah, you have to enjoy it to some degree um and then on the other side just like websites not giving real opportunities to to new people and nurturing that talent you know there has to be a a sort of like cool you are nude at the site we're going to help build you you know what i mean mm. um and that only comes through through good editors and personally uh, i don't think there's many good editors here left anymore so that would actually yeah. edit work and not just like throw up anything that's just written just because it's hashtag content um mm. so yeah i think if you're talking from a local perspective that's the things um there uh, the things that frustrate me with the industry overall is just like, uh, I don't know. I I get the sense that games media has sort of lost sight of who their target market is. Um, I think games media in general is always a very niche thing because like there's only a subset of people who actually play games who actually give a shit about firstly reading about anything other than a number at the end of a review and then secondly mm-hmm. like thinking critically about the games that you're playing and then you can apply that to like anything like music or movies like do mm. you do you watch a movie or do you seek out movie reviews before you go to the cinema i don't mm. i don't yeah. i see buzz about a film and i'm like sick i'll go watch it i'll go watch every fucking marvel film i don't care mm. you know what i mean um and i don't really engage with critical writing to do with films i enjoy films as they are and i think to mm. a degree critically about them but i'm not but there's a huge industry for movie reviews and the same for music reviews. Mm. Um, and I think video game reviews fall under that category where there's just a certain number of people that seek them out and that's it. And I think, you know, games media was always well aware of that, but then came the age of like content creation and YouTubers and stuff like that. And Mm. to me now, all I see is trend chasing. It's just like video game websites trying to understand why people like that content and trying to replicate it while also having Mm. the critical side of things. And I just think it doesn't work to be honest. Mm. I think you need to, you know, dedicate yourself to this is our product and this is how we sell them. You know, we are very critical on reviews. We do lots of news and that is, you know, for the people who find it and maybe that doesn't attract the audience it used to. And that's why big media companies that own these websites are struggling to find ways to finance the websites to keep them open. Mm. And that's a problem. So yeah, I don't know. I you know, if I look at the the websites that do work that I find super interesting now, it's the stuff that has always been entertaining and kind of understood that niche almost 2 year 20 years ago, stuff like Giant Bomb. Like Giant Bomb mm. understood that games media was going towards video and content and personalities like in 2007. That's why now mm. they seem so like you know, generationally ahead of everywhere else, but they also don't do mm very critical reviews they don't do any news they don't do any written reviews they are strictly like we do video and we are all about presenter personality you know so yeah 
that's that's also like uh, kind of funny as well. Exactly, so, exactly the same thing. They they like saw they, it like they a never, decade ago. Yeah. All, Although interestingly enough, like they've this year reintroduced like a scoring system to their game reviews, uh, but like even that, there's there's a purpose to it in that I think they want to be included with you know any review wrap ups or yeah. roundups of that, which like from a marketing point of view, yeah, of course you want to be people like, love numbers, you know, yeah, people yeah, love like them, yeah. so we all know Nibble on Twitter is one of the first people to be like, oh, this game just dropped. Here's early reviews, yeah. like. GameSpot, 5 out of 10 out of 10, IGN, 10 out of 10, whatever. But like you could never attribute Kind of Funny because they just don't slap a score mm, on. Mm. Now you can go, oh yeah, and Kind of Funny also gave it 5 out of 5. So it's just clever from that point of view. And like you said, people like the the numbers. But it's interesting that they also, I mean, maybe not as early as Giant Bomb, but a long time ago, they, they thought, well, we actually just want to split ourselves from, you know, the traditional media and we just want to talk about our passion mm. and you know, create mm. content around games. And since then, they've obviously grown to include like a lot of other shirts. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting because even like when I go, when I do the daily, uh, well, when we wrap up, um, well, when we look for news to wrap up on our show, like at the end of each week, it's interesting how in the last three, four years alone, I've noticed a shift from like most websites, it's a thing of here's a review, here's a news piece, here's this, here's that. Now it's a thing of like, there are just so many guides. There are so many yeah. things, so many. Guides and it's pay, obviously because pay the bills, man. That's, that's exactly, that's that's yeah. the stuff that's getting the clicks. But it's like, it's drowning out. You know, yeah. if I want to find news, it doesn't help if the front, I, I click on the news tab, but the front page is like, here's the guide to this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. or, or and, and, and the intersection of um, guides and buyer's guides. Like exactly. the monetization of like ad ad revenue that is, taken off of like uh links to amazon and other retailers like mm. that's where the money is like i i worked for a time almost exclusively just with the commerce side of GameSpot for a while and mm. i you know for a while it was a it was a new thing and it was interesting but it is soul draining because all you are doing mm. is like this is a product you talk it's about SEO product link and, yeah. this 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 mm. but if GameSpot got rid of all of that tomorrow, it would be in trouble. That wouldn't I, exist, it, yeah. From my limited understanding from the outskirts, you know, like it, it is so essential to the parent company that owns the website that that money comes in. That mm. is the source of revenue that allows other things like reviews and news that don't bring in any money. They bring in maybe views, mm. but nowhere near as much as stuff like guides and buyers yeah. guides. So, you know, there is that constant push and pull. So I think because game media sites have to of they're a business they have to make money and that is counterintuitive when your audience is so limited you know you you look at video games and you say oh you know there's 100 million ps4s out there that means games media sites must be doing well there's like maybe i would say five to ten percent of those people even reading reviews at all Mm. um so it's tough it's listen i don't think games media is in you know there was a lot of stuff on twitter this week about comments made about like games media is dying people have been saying games media has been dying for fucking for, decades man forever like, yeah 10 years ago people were like oh it's the end of it five years ago people were like oh shit content creators have taken them out whatever ign ign is still doing fucking gangbusters like unbelievable mm. numbers and you know their social their content is very different now they do so much social content I mean, they've, they've got a they've massive ev- team, like hundreds they've of They've evolved their, yeah. you know, what they offer. Because, Completely. I mean, it is a thing of like, 
you know, TikTok, for example, is uh, and obviously Instagram Reels are social platforms that, you mm-hmm. know, where bite-sized video content works. And IGN have lent into that and they've filled their feed with like relevant news content or reviews or whatever. Yep. Um, so it's a thing of like, yeah, maybe games media has has changed, but I don't know if it's necessarily I, dying. Like to people me, who don't evolve will probably to like, me the thing that know, is disappear. dying is small games media. You cannot yes, you no, exactly, can no longer run exactly. a site with a team of ten people and and hope to compete unless you unless you have a you found a way to keep costs low and you're okay with you know where you are in the pecking order. Like it's mm. very difficult for a website to punch above their weight. I think there are a few that I've seen that are doing that, like Video Games Chronicles, one of them, uh, The Gamer in the UK is another, Fanbyte Media is another huge, like mm. they're doing incredible work with such a small team. But like, you're never going to compete with the likes of like an IGN who has hundreds of people. I mean, mm. IGN's social team alone dwarfs most other sites' entire staff. The actual, like, yeah. And, and it's the same with GameSpot. Like GameSpot, everyone looks at IGN and GameSpot and they're like, oh, they're equals. Like I think GameSpot team is probably like a 10th of IGN's last sure. I checked. So, you know, it you can't, you 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 just can't. Mm. So, but I don't think Gamespot's going anywhere anytime soon. IGN's mm. not going anywhere. Uh, your Kotaku's, your Eurogamers, um, they're no. not going anywhere. They're not dying. They're not. You know, they might be struggling. Every business struggles financially. It goes through moments, but they're stable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know um, if that answers the yeah. question, but it, I find. <laughs> I find games, the games media interesting in that respect. Like I've tweeted multiple times, like I write reviews. I love writing reviews, mm. but me as a critical reviewer, I no longer know who reviews serve. I don't know mm. who the review is for because again, a review that comes out on a release day, literally 90% of the people are just there for confirmation bias now. They're like, I've already mm. bought the game. I want to know that I made the right decision or I never bought it. I want to make sure I made the right decision. You know, well, no one is using it as, as an actual buying guide anymore. <laughs> it is a no. culture war that is based off of numbers for review scores. So like when you think about it like that, what is the point of me being critical about a game and being like, you should buy mm. this X. So a lot of game reviews have shifted over to being more about critical writing and less about should you buy this game? You know what I mean? Mm. And then who does that serve as well? Because a lot of people don't give a shit. They just want to know if if I spend $60, will this be fun? I don't want to know, you know, whether this game explores this <laughs> topic or this topic or this topic. Exactly, yeah. So it's very hard. Like, And I appreciate all the people that are trying to make reviews into something that is more critical because I think critical writing about games is important. But like, maybe it's it's hard to say i don't know you know i i, I don't have an yeah. answer and i'm i'm still doing it so like uh, who knows yeah anyway well that was a cool question i, I, I don't know yeah good good question uh, i don't know if it answered the question but <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot to if say if it didn't about. ask it again <laughs> um cool and we have uh one set of double questions from uh tyron armstrong at oddly Otter on twitter so question one uh, if you could make a game mandatory for everyone to play at least once in their lives, what game would you make it? If I could, mm. sorry, what? If you could make a game mandatory for everyone to play at least once in their lives, what game would it? Would you make it? Mandatory. Like, what game would it be? So, like, for you, for example, I mean, you, obviously you can say what you're going to say, but, like, Journey, I know, is one of your favorite games. Do you think that it should be mandatory for everyone to play Journey? Mm. Or is there another game that you go, you know what? This is a game that 
I don't know, people just missed or not enough people played it. It's tricky. No needs to play. That's tough because it's like, yeah, like a journey would be an, an obvious answer, but I also don't think journey is a game that <clears throat> hits for everyone. Mm. No, yeah, for sure. You might like a game that will somewhat please everyone as well. So I think a game like, that's also is- important to like gaming as it is like, again, would mm. I say original Super Mario Bros? No, because mm. as much as I think that is foundational to the games industry as a whole, I think it's not a game that everyone will enjoy playing, especially now. No. Um, like, give a kid Super Mario Bros. to play now, I guarantee you maybe <laughs> one out of ten will enjoy it. Like, it's just how it is. Like, Things why have can, I not get, can I get the skin in Fortnite? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how can I change Mario's skin? How can I play as Ariana Grande in Super Mario Bros.? My goodness. Yeah. Um, it is a tricky one, but like... Like, do you go retro or do you go modern day mm, thing? Mm. I suppose, like, if it's just that being said, like, one good example of a game for me that ticks all the boxes um, is like the God of War reboot, is a good example of like the game itself is really fun to play. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the combat and such exploration, great. But the story itself, I'm like, that's something I think everyone could get something out of, whether you are a child or parents or neither whatever like i mean everyone's a child obviously but i think it's just such a good story mm-hmm. um that like you know i don't know who wouldn't enjoy that like i'm sure there are people who, who hate it's it very me, very cinematic so you know <clears throat> exactly yeah i feel like it's it's the cinematic experience but it's a game yeah so. yeah hmm you see uh, immediately my brain a, went to like half life but then i remember myself I, thinking that like i thought I thought Half Life Two as well. To be completely the, the honest, pro- the problem with Half Life is again it's a it's a it's a time and place thing. Like Half Life, if you mm. played it at launch, was incredible because like story based shooters didn't exist. You know what I mean? Mm. And you know, even though I eventually went back to them and played them, enjoyed them, like they are tough to get into if you are used to modern game conventions. Exactly. I would say the game to play that everyone should play. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to say it. Everyone should play Half-Life Alex because mm. Half-Life Alex shows what VR games have been trying to be for fucking decades. Like, mm. for the longest time, VR has been seen as a gimmick and even with the introduction of, like, Oculus and Vive and whatever, so many games have been still gimmicky. You know what mm. I mean? Half-Life Alex is the first game that is like, these things can be traditional games. They can also be incredible storytelling devices. And they can mm. push a medium for they can push gaming forward in a way that like traditional games can't. Like you cannot play mm. like that mod that is like, oh, we're making a non-VR version of Half-Life Alex. That thing's gonna suck because mm. there are so many things about Half-Life Alex that only work because it's VR. You know what because I mean? The There's VR, whole yeah. levels that only work because it's VR. Like the sort mm. of tension that it it has only is there because you are like right there you, in it. You yeah. Yeah. So I wonder Yeah, I would I would say that. Like so, you made a good point earlier. It's a thing of appreciating a game for the, its time and place as well. Mm. It's almost like I wish I could, you know, tweak this question. So, like, what what game would you make mandatory for everyone to play at least once in their lives? But like, they they appreciate, you know, the significance of it. At the yeah, time. yeah. Like, I have a good example. Like, this isn't my answer, but I played Final Fantasy VI, like fifteen years after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but. No, I, I I appreciated that game so much because the whole time I was playing that, I was like, 
I, I cannot believe this was on the S, on the SNES all those years ago, and they pulled this off. Like they made they squeezed this huge world with all this combat and all this story and Wait, all these side Wait, was six on the SNES? Yeah, it was the one before what? seven on the PlayStation One. That's crazy. Yeah, so, I always thought it was a so PS One game. Holy no, shit! No, no. So when I played it, I, I was legit like this. This entire game is like fifteen That's crazy. Me, if that, yeah. And I, I I played it and like again. I mean, the game's good, obviously, but I appreciate it a lot more because I was like, I cannot believe if I played this fifteen years ago, my mind would have been. Yeah, that's like, insane. I did not blown. know that. That's wow. Because that that was like the first introduction of the act of time. Uh, no, no, no. So the the first the the act of time battle came in three or four. Oh, wow, it was even but, before then. Oh my god. Okay. But six six was one that like just took it. It's like the the formula we know today. Although that's not fair to say because Final Fantasy four also had like different characters, mm, but mm. I don't know. It it just like elevated that franchise for me, and it's like an underrated hit. I feel. I think people at the time played it, but. You know, you 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 play Final Fantasy VII Remake today or fifteen. You're like, oh, Final Fantasy is cool, but you don't realize like it came from mm, that. Mm, um, mm. So yeah, I um, think you could also point to a lot of like modern modern ish Mario games. Like mm, I think a Galaxy is always a good choice. I would never Galaxy's say a, a sixty four yeah. because sixty four is still like weird in certain <laughs> spots. I played sixty four like two years ago for the first time and it's really good. But Appreciate it for what it did at the time. But ooh, that was that yeah. was weird. Yeah. But like a, a Mario Galaxy shows off so many cool ideas in a very short amount of time. Mm. Um exactly yeah. You know like maybe an earlier Zelda like an Ocar- Ocarina of Time like is still a seminal game, but I also think it's still mm. weird enough that a lot of people won't get into it now. Um, even people yeah. who played Breath of the Wild, they're like, oh, I'm interested in more Zelda. Like they'll go to Ocarina and be like, what the fuck is this? I need to <laughs> shoot an arrow into the sun to get a, a mission critical item. Like, how would I know that? Amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, on, on that, like my, my knee jerk reaction is also like Elden Ring because it's the modern day thing. It's like the one game where I know so many people who both from and like anti from fans who are just in love with this game. And like I looked it up this week, the game came out end of February. It's it's more than two months, and people are still talking about it. It's, yeah, the way it's, it's um, crazy kept up its sort of like interest in zeitgeists, and and I mean we've seen it firsthand. Like how many people in, in Discord, you know, Kervin, Mick, mm. who when Elden Ring came out and was being touted as this like, oh, this is the game for you know people who really didn't get into other From games should play. And even they were like, mm. oof, don't know, you know, it still doesn't mm. look like the thing, the thing that I really don't like about these games has changed and whatever. And they are fucking so into it. They love it. Yeah. I, it's, and it's it, what's weird is that they are so into it. And then I've played 10 hours and I'm like, I like it, but I'm not seeing what I feel like other people are seeing yet. You know what I mean? So mm. it's, it's such a strange thing. I, I kind of, it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But again, ten hours, early days. No, no, no. That's why I'm not. I'm. I'm almost certain I'm going to get to that point. Like, yeah. Mm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not this worried. Game's just that slap. Way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it's god, my cat is blood, attacking blood. my uh, monitor because <laughs> my cat loves the mouse when I move it on the monitor. Amazing. So, uh, but everyone should play. Everyone should play Bloodborne. The end. Hell, um, question yes. two. <laughs> yeah, last question. Have you ever tried to make a small out of a chocolate marshmallow egg? I haven't. That's a very I American not, thing. And hey. That sounds sounds like a good idea. Is yeah. that a what you like roast it over a fire? So it's like a cracker, then chocolate, then marshmallow egg. 
Oh, marshmallow. And then, wait, did they say marshmallow egg? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess then you can just put the marshmallow egg between two crackers because you don't need the individual chocolate and marshmallow slices. <laughs> so, never done that. <laughs> put it between two crackers, put it in the microwave. Oh, for Hey-o. fuck's sake, get out of here. <laughs> I, w- I was waiting for you to say, oh, just put the marshmallow egg in a bowl and then just drink it like a degenerate. <laughs> hey, don't speak about Darren like that because he microwaves his <laughs> He, he does, but his eggs. He mi- you see, having Darren in your corner should tell you that you're committing some sort of food crime. <laughs> or whatever. It's, it's a thing of like, uh, I can't even be mad at him because he supports me, so I have to support him too. Like, leave Darren alone, okay? <laughs> this is the man that makes... Oh, no, I can't even get into his food crimes. I just can't. I <laughs> the man that calls custard sweet halloumi i just you want you want what? that in your, yeah, exactly exactly you want you want to be supporting that <laughs> of course he supports my my white easter egg Jesus uh, problem Christ, so. I can't. well the man who thought the man who thought cheesecake was just cheddar slices like <laughs> baked in an oven yeah <laughs> Well, there we go on that bombshell. Yeah, on that bombshell. 184, <clears throat> nearly two hours. It's been a while since we've done a, yeah. a little two-hour special. Yeah, I, I I feel bad because I know Lenska's meant to start like lessons now at 11, so I hope we haven't disturbed. No, the, the lesson was canned this week. Love so it. All good. Okay, so that's I why. Would have, I would have been a lot more like precious about something like, we've got to answer these questions <laughs> quick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. But yeah, thank you for sending in all those questions. Some really good ones this week, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I thought we nailed it. Nailed it there. Um, but if you want to send us questions, stuck. you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on all of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, um, Pigeon all Mail. You know, love it. Yeah, oh my God. And one last surprise for video viewers. Sleeping Cats behind me Love cuddling because it. it's cold well, I've, I've got one here <laughs> tapping my monitor do you want to see yes let's see kitten good kitten Aww. content hello is that toby that's toby say hello Sweet. to the world you're being introduced to the world now it's <laughs> like well we've got a new co- host for cat point chat oh my god now he's attacking <laughs> my microphone cat. no your claws are in the, the windshield no oh my goodness so all your listeners are getting a raw yeah. deal here <laughs> Pull over the car, pull out your phone, and go watch the end of this episode for <laughs> yeah, good cat content. <laughs> just, just good, good cat content. Three cats in uh, the space of twenty seconds in this episode. So yeah, nice. real good. Sweet. Um, he, he, cool. He's making me laugh because he's watching. You know, on Audacity or like Adobe, you have the green no, the, thing the when audio you talk. Bars, yeah. So every time it moves, he's just like bobbing his head with it. It's very, <laughs> very funny. On you. I'm enjoying it a lot. <laughs> My goodness. Cool. Uh, that's been episode 184 of Checkpoint Chat. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. And we'll figure out what the fuck we're doing for the next two weeks because Matthew is leaving us. But uh, we'll communicate I'm, that I'm on social channels us. for sure. Yeah. Um, Sweet. So yeah. Uh, thank you so cool. much. And we will see you next time. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Mm.